Stevie here, just a quick one about mentality and the journey we've been on and where we want to head to. I set up mentality after a particularly tough period in my life as a way of increasing awareness about mental health issues. It was also set up to be a better resource for anyone who wanted to learn tools and to better navigate life for the hard times and the good. It's been going for two years now and it's already achieved so much. I get emails every week from people who are telling me the site or the podcast is helping them to get through a tough period or giving them the impetus to go out and achieve a goal. But I also really, really want to do more. We've got plans to launch a mentality and education program, giving kids proactive tools to help them in life. We want to run more and more workshops across the country, helping out students, university students, and also to have more regular mentality retreats and seminars and times where everyone can get together. I put a lot of my own money into this, but I don't want it to be just a Stevie Ward vanity project. I want it to be something that we all have a stake in. We all work on mentality voluntarily, at the moment, but for us to go to the next level, we need more support. We don't wanna rely just on advertising as our income stream, and we already turn down anything that we don't think's relevant or in keeping with our morals. The values for what we set for when we set off two years ago, two and a half years ago, was to be brutally honest, was to put stuff out there that that we could control and, and that we wouldn't shy away from. So, as a result, we are launching a new supporter scheme through Patreon where you can support us monthly with as much or as little as you like to keep the cause progressing. There will be some bonus content and extra stuff for our supporters, so keep an eye out on our social media or anything that comes out of mentalitymagazine.com. For this, visit patreon.com forward slash mentality to donate. That's P-A-T-R-E-O-N.com forward slash mentality even more exciting this is a big one this this is a big one we are actually going to launch our own mentality club it's like a bit of a community for everyone and it? it's a bit of a community it's like everyone's going to get together every month there's going to be one event for everyone to get together who supports the mentality club and joins it we've got loads of plans we've got loads and loads of plans this is going to have a dedicated facebook group There's going to be discounts for workshops and retreats, monthly exercise routines created by the one and only Ian Kirk from Implexus Gym, Armley, networking opportunities, and plenty more. It's going to be mad, and I'm going to meet a load of new mates. Dom's going to try and meet mates. Chris will, you know, be like the annoying one in the corner. But for all this, all this, check out mentalitymagazine.com forward slash club. If you find the cause worthy, you enjoy the podcast, you like us rambling on, like the guests we get on, if it's opened your mind to new stuff, then I'd love to have your support. I'd love to keep going with mentality. I'd love to take it to the next level. It's something that, that's become part of my life that I'm very, very passionate about now alongside rugby league. I do it with my best mate. I've known her since eight years old. We're taking on the world. We're trying to make a difference. And we want to carry on. We want to carry on reducing the stigma. We want to carry on helping people. to to be better people and that's the main nuts and bolts of it thanks for listening to me ramble on please enjoy the podcast me and Chris are joined by IBF featherweight and world champion legend Josh Warren. Josh talked about his whole career up to date the relationship with his dad as a trainer and 
this this was this was incredible. The middle third of it, he talks about the unforgettable night in May when he beat Lee Selby. The days around that and just completely everything went into his mindset and how I thought that he already had his mind made up beating Lee Selby. He talked about what's next for the Leeds Warrior. He also spoke about his mindset, getting through the tough times in his career and also had some really, really useful advice for all of us. This was one of the best chats we've actually had. You do not want to miss this one. We've got Josh Warrington in on the mic after a bit. We've wanted to do something for a while, haven't we, Josh, yeah, to be fair? Yeah. Um, but it's good to have you on, mate. How are you doing? Well, first of all, thanks for having me. Good to be here. And uh, I'm very well. Thank you. Very well. Good to be in your company and uh, looking forward to this. Class, class. Should I'm just, uh, yeah, we've got Chris O'Connor sitting on it. We've got Dom doing the sound, DJing. Um, I'm just thinking back to that fight, mate. The, the Lee Selby fight on the May the 19th. Um, I don't know if you were aware. I don't know if this were a planning planning fuck up but we were playing in the magic weekend mm-hmm. um away that day so i was thinking there might have been a lot of leeds fans missing the josh warrington fight and and vice versa um we went up to newcastle played that day got spanked by cass um and i remember coming back on bus it was a tough game to take that i remember coming back on bus and i remember just tuning in streaming the fight on my phone and mm-hmm. i got i think the last round bit by bit in the last round and I remember looking at the reaction of, of you, mm-hmm. all your family, um, for what it means as a Leeds lad. Um, and it kind of switched my whole perspective, really, for what happened that day. I uh, didn't get to watch all the fight and get to, to see you go through all the trials and tribulations. But I remember the reaction that you had from the fight, winning it, The how humble you were, mm-hmm. but all, also how, how thankful you were for for actually being able to win it, thankful to all the fans. Um, and obviously we've just only been see- seeing that kind of small snapshot of, of what it was and what it meant to you and how much Leeds jumped onto it. But with a bit of hindsight, mate, I wondered if you'd take us through that day, take us through the build-up and 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 the whole the whole roller coaster of, of what it was for you. It's a big one. Um in terms of getting to that stage, that I mean that had been coming a, a, a good few years. Yeah. A good few years. Um preparation for that fight were were a were a long old camp. To just um to be where I wanted to be, I mean started off professional, took it back, just to give you a picture for those who don't know about myself. I started professional, turned over at 18. A young, skinny, eighteen-year-old, um, bit disillusioned with the amateur game. But I had no aspirations of of being an Olympian. Um, I did have aspirations at one point for fighting for England. You know, yeah. um, as an amateur, if you represented England, you used to get a vest, and uh, it was an England vest. So, any time you went to a show, you'd always see. Um, the England boys walking about because they'd have the they'd have the vest on, they'd have a couple of badges down the shorts, and yeah, yeah. when you won a national title, you you, you got a little badge. And that's what you aspire to. Yeah, 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 exactly. And if you represented England, you wore one of the vests, so you always knew oh the daddy was wore on on the show. Yeah. Um, and I'd I'd won a national title, so I had I had a little England badge miss on my own shorts as well. But I never got the call for to fight for England to fight in four nations, so I kind of lost that drive, you know, to represent mm. country. I would, a little bit like tough fingers up to them mm. at the time a lot of politics in uh, in the amateur game and it seems 
if your face didn't fit the picture, then you weren't going to get, you know, selected. Obviously, yeah. a lot, a lot's changed since then. Mm. And we've had some, uh, some good leads, lad. Jack Bates and Kez Ashvak, you know, go, yeah. go represent GB. Um, from about 16, I always thought I wanted to turn professional. I always thought I wanted to turn professional. I was, at the time, I was also getting phone, well, my old fellow were getting phone calls to, to go spa um, with professionals like sort of Dale Robinson, Jason Booth, who at the time were, were British champions or fighting for British titles. And I was going along, mixing my own <clears throat> and, uh, and, and, and staying with him. Turn pro 18, um, one aspiration that were to, to win a British title, the Lord yeah. Lonsdale belt. I, I trained with, alongside Kai Johansson, Gary Sykes, and I'd seen them, you know, I'd been in the change rooms with Gary Sykes on my third fight. I'd watch him put it over his shoulder and, and I'd seen the joy and how much, yeah. you know, it, it just brought a buzz and atmosphere in change rooms. I thought, wow, look at that, that looks amazing. But at the same time, the thought of doing 12 rounds live on Sky Sports or, or yeah. whatever it was, just it, it also put fear in me. Wow, mm. this is going to be some mountain to climb to get to that level. Mm. But I also spy on these guys, so I should have been more confident, but I don't know, maybe just the humbleness in me just kept me, kept me feet yeah, grounded yeah. and, and uh, you know, what a mountain we had to climb. So you start off your, your career as, as a young prospect, fighting up and down country. Um, our manager, Steve Wood, um, fighting a lot of times on his shows. Uh, I did get an early opportunity to fight on, like I say, Gary Sykes show, which were, were live on Sky Sports. Um, after my third fight, got a little bit of a um, live viewing on that, yeah. um, which which good exposure. But after that, I was still all over the country. I mean, sometimes I were, I were fighting uh, last, and I'm not talking last as a main event, I'm talking last after the main event. <laughs> so when people are cleaning up and sweeping floor, <clears throat> then that's when you go on. And my fan base started to grow, started yeah. to grow. And this um, is around the age of 18 or just above this? Well, just from 18, 19, 20, mm. 21. Um, yeah, just just learning because I was, I was a young, skinny 18-year-old. Yeah. Uh, Sounds like me, that. I, 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 I really <laughs> was. And it, it's funny because people used to say to me, oh, fella, he should be fighting a bantamweight. I, I fight a feather, um, which is nine stone. Bantamweight mm. is eight stone six. There's only small increments in them small weights. It's four pounds, so one below is eight super bantam, eight stone ten, eight stone six is bantam. Mm. Higher than that is super feather, nine stone four, lightweights, and nine nine. It's only only sounds like a small difference, but it's it's massive in terms yeah, of boxing. Yeah. It's yeah, massive physically. in terms, of, yeah. What a fighter will come down for to fight that. Anyway, I, at the time I were I would probably walk it round at no, nine stone. So when I was training, by the time I come to fight, I probably won around eight and a half stone. Yeah. But I was fighting these journeymen, learning the ropes, learning me, uh, ring craft and everything else. And these were geezers who were coming in at like nine stone four, nine stone nine. So it would have banned them fighting a super feather or maybe a lightweight, mm. but my dad didn't mind that. Yeah. My dad's my trainer, by the way. Yeah, yeah. And uh, it, it showed me on with them because it, it gave me an all no dimension of learning. I wasn't strong enough to, you know, to, to work these guys because, you know, they'll grow men, 27, 28, 29, 30. I'm 18, skinny, not got my man strength out me. So I'm having to survive in there, but I'm using my boxing brain yeah. to get to get through the fights. And 
the other side of professional boxing where they get inside and, and it's all rough and tough. Heads go in, elbows go in, they're getting you, the wrestling yeah. you. That takes loads out of you. Mm. Just, you yeah. You're fighting, you're fighting there. <clears throat> People don't realise that inside game is it is an art itself. Mm. But I'm learning to deal with myself and I'm picking up experience, I'm picking up the rounds. And it's a lot better than getting in, I don't know, you know, a, a European who was coming over for a payday and mm. you're just going to blast them out moving around yeah. and, and, and build up a record of knock, having lots of knockouts. And then when you get to top level, you can't do that. So my career went on like that. Again, you know, fighting all over the country, getting different experience, fighting on different shows. Is there a standout fight, like in your first 10, 15, which is like a real learning curve, like a particularly hard one or? I don't know. I, I think I took, a, I took something from every single one, every single fight. I took something out of it. Um, whether it's, whether it was the preparation before the fight or whether it were how I dealt with the fight, a certain situation with in the rounds, or you know, if the referee told me to break and, and I'd hold my hands up, some you know, amateurish as that, and and mm. the referee doesn't expect you to, to hold your hands up, he, he expects you to just protect yourself at all times. And mm. there were scenarios yeah. when gazers keep on hitting me after that, and I'm thinking, I shouldn't have done that, but yeah. I'd, I'd take it away. You learn the lesson, um, there, yeah. yeah, yeah. I think a bit of a um well, not turning point, but somewhere where we, we could be getting closer to that title level war. After my seventh fight, I were about 21. And uh, there was a fellow called Chris Riley. And he was meant to fight Rendell Monroe. And at the time, Rendell was signed with Frank Maloney. Mm. He just left Frank to, well, Kelly now. <laughs> he just left to go um, to go with Ricky Atten. Um But this... This Chris Riley sold a load of tickets up in North East and the show went on Sky, uh, Stewie Hall Wedline in it. And they needed an opponent. And I was training at the time. I was I meant to be out in about three, three or four weeks um, from from that original date. And um, my dad had got a phone call off to Steve, my manager, and he said, uh, got opportunity to go up to North East. It's eight, eight days' time. So my dad went, right, who is it? He said, it's Chris Riley's bit of a prospect, sold a load of tickets, you're going into his backyard. But you'll be you'll be live on Sky. You'll get a bit of a TV slot, oh. so you'll get a bit of a decent pay packet. Um, and but you've got to you've got to you know drop down a little bit of weight. So right now it is. Um, my dad agreed to it. <clears throat> it was my first day before weighing, but again that was something I learned there because mm. I had to I had to make the weight made the weight fine. But then after I'd like twenty four hours until the fight, so I could eat whatever I want. Yeah. And I picked out, went picked out somewhere some rotten, and I made myself sick on the evening. And then I, I was panicking, then thinking, Turns out it wasn't so bad. Um, even though I was sick on the evening, like I say, I, the next fight I went in, I threw 757 punches in six rounds and, uh, and, 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 and beat the guy up. And, and like I say, that was a bit of a prospect. And from then on, we're thinking, we're beating. So we bet some good names up until that point. Yeah. Um, and I, I felt like I was ready for the next tip up, but I was still learning, still young. Just like, I'm pausing on that. Like when you mentioned your dad with train, I've always, I've always wanted to ask you what, what the dynamic of that is. Like you mentioned that you were fighting bigger blokes, all the blokes. So your dad's always there. Mm. Um, it's not like some strong relationship that you've got with your dad there. Yeah. If he's, if he's coaching you through it. Yeah. Um, mentally and, you know, you know, boxing wise. Yeah. What, what, 
touching on that, what what does that mean to you? And, and you know, how's that that shaped you to be able to come and go and do it? Do you reckon? Um, I mean, it's I've got to be honest, it's not been easy, mm. not been easy whatsoever. Um, you know, people have look look at us and think, oh, you know, fella, change, you must have have it easy, but it's never been easy. Yeah. The old fella got me into the boxing. I was just a, a young lad who had loads of energy. Um, probably, if I didn't get into gym, would have got into mischief because mm. I were, like I say, non-stop, bouncing off walls. As soon as I got up until I went to bed, bouncing off walls, always yeah. out and about. Sport mad, loved playing football. Um, shite like, but love, you know. Good support. You know, um, Played rugby. We didn't have a clue about rules. We just got ball and run. Mm. Everyone died on each other. No one ended you up. You don't say no rules for rugby. Yeah. <laughs> no one ended up scrapping with each other. Um, you know, I used to like go around the state. You know, getting up to little, little pet egging buses and yeah. knock a door run and stuff like that. <clears throat> and then um, I would always play fighting, play fighting brothers, play fighting with pals. So it took me down to local church hall. There were karate classes going on. Went down there. I thought, wow going to be an injured or something <laughs> <laughs> kind of thought in my head <clears throat> and uh, and I remember going in and Lee's wanted ninja. yeah well, I, wanted, I wanted to go in and I wanted to start boating everybody <laughs> but it wasn't about that you had to be uh, a bit more discipline you know the catters yeah. and everything else and I just didn't think it were wow well, I got bored really easy weren't physical enough mm. so they took me to a boxing gym I say about seven years old star big star building on York Road facing Irish Centre um, that's where oh, I started off yeah. I remember walking in I can still smell bags now you yeah. know the sound of bags people smashing bags and, and the grunting and, and the noise and there were some lads sparring and uh, just watching them going at it I was like there's a back of next to the but mm. wow this is I want to go this when can I start yeah. um, and it was tough it was it was tough they were, you know just like anything kids go through phases don't they you know you, you, you go for six seven weeks and then all of a sudden you get a bit bored you want to go playing out with your mates? It's a nice day. It's a nice yeah. day. You know, everyone's going on a bike ride or going to a field to play football. Are you coming, Josh? No, I've got to go boxing. And there are times when I think, should I knock it on the head? But I couldn't let it go. And my old fella had always said, listen, if you're going to do something, don't have to do it. You either do it mm. or fuck it off completely. Don't waste my time taking you down to the gym, paying for your sessions if you're going to piss about it. Yeah. If you're going to do it, you do it or you don't. Right, okay, I know what it is. But it's kind of instilled that mentality into me yeah. from being a young lad. Anything you're going to do, don't have to it. What's the point? Yeah. You know, mm. and he always used to say this, even when I got a bit older, there's gunners and there's doers. You know, don't be one of them. Yeah. You'd be, don't be a gunner. Just, just do it. Don't say you're going to do it. Just do it. Um, and it's kind of <clears throat> installed that mentality into me for, for, later, for later on throughout my career. But from then on, I would always like dedicated to to whatever and I, I carried on with the boxing carried on with the boxing and he wasn't always my trainer on my old fella he wasn't always my trainer he he just he used to drop me off at the gym and, and leave me to mm. it but then when I when I had my first fight at 11 it took a bit more of interest and then he started coming down more and and he didn't come from a massive boxing background he just he did a bit when he was himself younger he used to work on doors and whatnot. but yeah. it's the way that he studies the boxing it's, it's the way that he analyses it it's like a sponge he won't stop learning he, he, he's not afraid to say he doesn't know about this so he'll go research or that's he'll good, go ask somebody he'll, he'll take good, it yeah, in yeah. and that's what he's done throughout the year before I turned turn pro he turned pro a few years 
before me. So, so it was, he took over as, as my head amateur coach and he used to corner me. But like by the time I was 16, he was already pro. So he could soak it up, go around the shows, work with other pro coaches, and up in corner. Even with fighters he didn't know, just so he could pick it up, get the experience. So when I turned pro, he had an idea. Little things like, you know, weighing days and, and, and bandaging and, and stuff like that. I just wanted to take it all in. And he's always had that kind of like learning mentality and, yeah. and stuff. But throughout the years, I mean, what the hell? Sometimes were hard, very hard. I mean, you know, it, 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 don't get me wrong, for fights and stuff, we'd want to make sure that I was in, I was in tip, top, tip top condition. But if we were sparring as a young amateur and I'd, I'd not done so well, you know, we'd have a bit of a debate about it in car on way home and that'd spill into home. Mm. You know what I mean? Mm. Um, so it would always, it would always difficult in that sense. You know, we'd have arguments and, you know, it did it, last a few days. It would have always a bad atmosphere in, in, in the house. Um, so that that was never easy. Even when I got older, 16, 17, 18, and then when I, especially when I turned pro, you you become your own man, don't you? You think you know right from wrong. You think you've you've conquered it. You know, you, yeah. you know for call really. You're young, you're a <laughs> yeah. snapper, but um, and, and the way that he's brought me up, I'm you know you're a proud man, and you argue your case with what you believe in. And when he's got an opinion, I've got an opinion. We, mm. We're both never wrong. So you know, been times when we've been in gym and we've been arguing, and I'm like you. you get your fucking right hand up. I'm like, Dad, I'm not dropping it. You are dropping it. And then none of us is budge. Yeah. So then it can end up with like, get out fucking gym. And that, that'd be <laughs> yeah. it. So yeah, hard times, but at the same time, like one thing what I've used as a motivation for myself is, I mean, that's sacrificed so much time of himself. I've got two younger brothers. I've got a younger sister and uh, it, they've had to sacrifice a lot of time. You know, he's had to sacrifice for them as in, uh, taking me up and down country as a young amateur, taking me to the gym three times a week, four times a week. And, uh, and they've missed out on so far. Don't get me wrong, he used to spend his time with them, but not as much as time mm-hmm. as what he did with me. Mm-hmm. So I've always used that, I didn't back pocket as well. No matter how far I go, I always wanted to achieve for my dad, achieve for my family. And if I could get to a stage, if I dared to dream, you know, go on beyond the British title, and, and and get to the dizzy heights of world level and, and all the big paydays then I'd love to be able to pay my dad's mortgage off you know build an empire for me because f- I'm oldest out of my brothers mm-hmm. I've got a younger brother who's um, who's registered special need my sister's registered artistic so for me that's like I'm I'm king of you know a family here and I want to give back to my brothers and, 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 and my dad and everything else um, so that's that's always been uh, like a, a bit of motion, motivation in, in, in back pocket and like I say the journey what we've been on we, you know, we've done this together yeah am I right in thinking that one of the organisations doesn't allow a father to be the, the Euster the has that changed yeah yeah I thought it, that was really no, weird no it was the WBC that was it the yeah, WBC yeah. and uh, some point last year they brought in I think they scrapped it like after a, a couple of months but yeah they brought in a little rolling with uh, your, your father's come why yeah. would that? Why would that be like? A- well, they were saying is they were saying that they'd maybe um, either not let you give you full potential, or maybe they'd take away that. So if you're taking a beating, mm. they'd throw a towel in a lot sooner, or they may, maybe let, let you take too much of a beating. Right, yeah, I mean, okay. They're going to know so you better. Gonna know you better yeah, exactly yeah. better than anybody out there, yeah. really. So you know, it's a bit of silly mm. ruling. And there's a lot of father-son combinations. Some work, some don't, but. Um, 
yeah, it's it would have been stuff them really. Yeah. So what what have you, you've touched on like one of your main drivers or one of your main motivators? Do you always have to keep refreshing what it is that that drives you or motivates you? Well, that's something big before the Lee Selby fight, or you know, because I see, I see like the the stuff that people like Conor McGregor do where it's yeah. it's a lot, a lot of it's materialistic mm. and, and kind of it's, it's probably a lot of it's, mm. lot of it's a show and that's what his character is and what he, he kind of portrays but do you keep refreshed on what it is so you said for your family you said you know obviously the British British title was a massive yeah. one Yeah, you've obviously superseded that now yeah. do, you know is that something that you kind of look at and go alright well what is it now that for the next step that I need to motivate myself with yeah, so, so when you beat Chris Riley was it British you said British title mm. was your kind yeah, well, of I got I got back to that one, but um, after that Chris Riley one, I, I was I was hungry for I was hungry for the title. Then I thought mm. I was ready for the for the next stage. Um, and don't get me wrong, it, times were hard. I'd started working as dental te- technician as well because my old fellow had said to me, "Listen, you know, if you're gonna go pro for the first few years, you you need to have you yeah. need to have a job. Money don't grow on trees, and I don't come from a wealthy background, so a wealthy family." obviously you need to be able to drive yourself to gym or whatever you need to be able to buy your kit and and and, and food what goes with it i couldn't just sponge off my dad so yeah. i've got a job as a, an assistant in a dental and dental lab and yes. uh, it started out i was just on trial helping out you know you're a bit surreal you don't dental technician i didn't leave school wanting to do that if, I, if random I would, one, yeah mm. if i were gonna if i were gonna do some after leaving school it would have been PE teacher i was quite yeah. quite well academically um, and I thought like your oh, university and flat, but I'd, like I say, I had the idea of turning pro. So this job was just to, to see me by, but it's, it was quite interesting. You know, I, I, I could have been outside in, in, in winter months pissing down rain. I were, I was in a nice lab. I worked with some good people. Um, and it, I took an interest to it, you know, mm. and I was able to make my own gum shield. <laughs> <laughs> so they were, they were the bonus, but then the, the gaffer said, listen, you're doing all right here. Um, but if you want to carry on going, then uh, you've got to you've got to be registered. So you're gonna to have to get qualified in it, and that means going to university for four years. So I, I spoke to my dad about it, and I said, I just I just turned pro. I had a few fights under my belt. We said, listen, whatever happens, you've got a qualification. So I, I go ahead and do it. So yeah. I carried on working. At one point, I was working nine to five. I was training after before work and after work. I had a day release at Leeds University, getting ready for assignments. I met Natasha, me, me, me now wife, yeah, and and trying to have a social life as well. And it, man, there was sometimes it was Stress hard. Out. Sometimes yeah. it was hard. I just, I, just, I didn't have no time to myself. If I wasn't working or training, then I would, like I say, doing my assignments or or just trying to sell tickets and promote myself, just build mm. me, build my fan base. And uh, there were times when I thought, wow. Someone's got to give. Yeah, someone's yeah, got yeah. to give. They definitely and need a balance yeah, there, don't you? Massively. Yeah. But then I think um, a turning point. I picked one of my pals up. I was dropping tickets off one of my old school pals, and uh, I think I was about twenty-two at the time. Picked him up, dropped him a couple of tickets off. I said, "Oh, you're you out this weekend?" He said, "Yeah, yeah, yeah." I said, "You must love it going out and that, you know, you know, seeing all young birds and whatnot." Yeah. I was like, "Josh, listen, if any one of us." could uh, knock on the head well, we would do and be in your position he says mate what you're doing we're all proud of you he says take some fucking going to to uh, to be doing what you're doing he says it's easy going out and piss we've been mm-hmm. doing it since we're 18 
Yeah. He's fucking done it now. He says, keep doing what you're doing. We're all proud of you. And I'm like, fucking hell. Wow. He just give me a kick up the ass when... Said when something I, that you didn't expect. Yeah. Yeah, especially from a young lad. I mean, we're just young lads of the state. That kind of mentality, just, wow. It just, yeah. I just needed to hear that at that, that, that time. And it's I'm like, like a film, yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. We're like, fucking hell, thanks for that, pal. Because it's like, you know, we are doing all right. And, and I did give me that thing to push forward and, and, and work harder to achieve my goal, which was, like I say, were British title. And then, and it was around that time, 22, when I, me, uh, my manager had phoned me all fellowed up and he said, uh, you got a, you got a short English title. Well, we thought we'd start off with area level, then English, then, then on to British, mm. you know, but straight into English title, I think I was 11 and 0 at the time. He said, it's uh, against an unbeaten fella. Um, what were he called now? Uh, I can't remember his name, but it were, it were unbeaten. It was down in his, it was in his backyard. Yeah. Um, and he was unbeaten as well. Yeah. So it was in a venue called The Venue down in Birmingham. Good name. Um, Good name. Uh, yeah. And uh, yeah, I took about 80 people with me. I know 1500, they were all, all these fans walked yeah. in there. It was just a proper cauldron and it was a scrap. It was a full on scrap. There were no boxing about it. We just stood toe to toe for 10 rounds and, <laughs> and it was a big learning fight. And I'm, I won that and I'm like, wow. English, I could, I could have been, I'm, I'm driving back to Leeds next day. I could have been a world champion. Yeah, Honestly, yeah, yeah. I could have been yeah. a world champion with that belt. But it was my first little taste yeah. and I wanted more and I wanted more. So not only that, the fan base had really started to grow, you know, people's messaging and telling each other and showing each other videos. Wow, this is where, this is where we went and this mm. is Josh and blah, blah, mm. blah. And the fan base started to pick up. So then after that, I defended it, Leeds Town Hall a few months later um, and then defended it again at Ellen Road Pavilion. A couple of minutes, a uh, couple of weeks later, I got a shot at um, Commonwealth title over in Hull. Yeah. Um, against a, a lad from all Samir Mon Monumet, he unbeaten. Um I remember that one on one of Eddie's shows. And all right. I I I'm getting out of the ring, defending my English title against um Ian Bailey in Pavilion, walking back to change rooms and manager said, How's your hands? So I'm buzzing, yeah, yeah, steady away, steady away. He said, Listen, five weeks time, shot a Commonwealth title if you want it. <sighs> Commonwealth title, man. It's up there alongside the British. Yeah, so yeah, if you yeah, can get yeah. that, then I, I'm next in line. I mean, everything seems to be moving really quickly. <clears throat> so I went over to Wool. It were the first live on Sky, 7.30. Massive opportunity. And I remember I sat there at the top table um, in press conference and Eddie Earn said, uh, he said, right, ladies and gentlemen, you know, ladies, good gift at Garby. We sat there and ladies and gentlemen, we've got a hell of a show over you. And at the time there were Luke Campbell, Tommy Coyle and Samir. They were meant to be the three big names mm -hmm. who were pushing whole boxing forward. They yep. were meant to be the, the, the flag bearers for all for the next few years. He said, oh, we'll talk about one of, one of the big fights on the card. We've got a challenger, Josh Waddington, far down on your left hand side. He said, uh, unbeaten English champion, uh, good prospect. He'll come for a good fight and his opponent. Old's very own Samir. And when we talk about talent, Samir, he uses it. He uses class. This fella <laughs> will go on to win World Letters. I remember sat there thinking, right, right yeah. fucker. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> we'll, we'll see about this. You don't need no more. We'll see about yeah, this. And yeah. I remember stood there waiting to go at ring. 
and there's people hanging over over uh, barriers and one like your data leads scumming, you're gonna get your head punched in, watch, watch, and I'm thinking, you watch, you're watching twelve in twelve rounds town, you're all gonna be silenced. And yeah. went on to, to stop him in twelfth round. And that was my first major title, you mm. know, from English to Commonwealth in, in in space of in space of twelve months. And then I defended it, Rendell Monroe, a few months later. I've gone from fighting in leisure centres and to my hometown, Leeds Town Hall. He was another big name as well then, like the, the fighting big massive, one, wasn't he? Yeah, yeah, and yeah. and all, all of a sudden, I was getting recognised in the street and I was getting so close. It, it was just like, I've just gone from itching to have a title shot to winning the fight, defending it. Then on the serious titles, like the Commonwealth title were massive. I mean, just winning that belt and staring it like, wow, how many times I've seen this this belt on TV and mm. all the great champions have held it. Randall Monroe, I remember watching him as a as, as a young amateur. Yeah, yeah. Wow. And and, and I wanted to get self <laughs> but I was fighting him, you know yeah. what I mean? It was quite surreal, but, you know, beat that. And then I stopped to Randall in seven rounds. And then that's when I went back to change rooms. Barry Earn comes over. Josh. I've got some good fun news for you. He's doing this little bit of a jig in front of me. He says, how about it? Leeds Arena, British title, five, six weeks time. Do you fancy it? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? It's just a bit. That were, everything we mm. built up to were, were that, the, the British title. Yeah, That's, yeah. Not only that, Leeds Arena. I mean, I'd, I'd been driving home from work. I worked to uh, Otley Road. So I, at the time I lived um, Gibson Way. So, I drive down Holly Road, come come by onto um, Inner Ring Road and, and I just glance up, seeing it being built. And I remember an animation video being shown of, of Leeds Arena um, when they had the Twitter page and everything else and it, and it showing what it looked like when it was finished and having concerts on and that. And it showing what it looked like if there were a boxing event there. Yeah. I'm thinking, wow. It's got to be me. That's me. That's me. It's got to be me. You know what I mean? I, 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 at the time, I thought just to fight on the show, just to fight at Leeds Arena would be a box mm. from but to headline it, to headline it and fight for British title, two massive, like, dreams. Mm. I remember that. Blown away. I remember that fight. Blown away. I, I could not believe the atmosphere. I, I imagine you kind of had an idea what it'd be like or some sort of, like, build up to, mm. to how many tickets are sold and, and, and what the action would be. And I remember there were a few of us, a few at Rhinos boys, and we were, they were I think they were me, Ben, uh, ben Jones Bishop and... It was awakening how another lad sat near the ring and then there were like Ryan Bailey, Danny Maguire, a few others sat up, up in like in the proper mix of it and it was fucking going off. It mm. was going off and then they were just getting, having like so in between your your bits, they were having songs. Yeah. Leeds fans were singing their songs and like it was just non-stop. Yeah. Atmosphere outstanding. Yeah. And um, everyone, you know, everyone who knows you and, and know, have seen your fights will know that it's all part of package, isn't it? Yeah, with, with yeah, the other yeah. fans. I've, I think um, by that time, I'd built a real good fan base up, and really started to word had really started to spread. Um, and it, it, it didn't just happen. It didn't. It didn't happen overnight. It, it seemed to just all come together overnight. Mm. But that was a lot of graft. What went into mm. to, to, well, not to say graft, but. It would have a snowball effect what we're, what we're rolling and it took a while to, to build up to how it did. People look at me and think, oh, well, only looks and back into my career now, they'll think, oh, 
know, fights in Leeds, he's alright, he's got all them fans behind him in Leeds United connection, Leeds Rhinos connection. Well like that whatsoever. You know, there were there were times in early early days when I knew how it worked as as a you know, boxing's a, a business as well. And you're either like a, a prospect, decorated prospect, like a former Olympian, and you've got sponsors coming out your ass, mm. or you're a prospect where you just you've got to go on the road, you've got to go fighting. Either way, to 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 pay yourself a wage, normally you have to, unless you're like a de decorated Olympian and they've all got a plan for you all the way through to world level, mm. you've got to fight the you know the tough journeyman and you get tested yeah. for promoters to see if you're really worth investing in and going forward. But at the same time, you've got to, you've got to build a fan base to, to help. You've you know, won get, those fans, haven't you? Get you a bit mean? of a bonus, you've done bonus money. That's what, yeah. that's what I'm saying. So what I, what I used to do is, my first, my first fight, I must have had like 60 people down there, right? And at the time, 18, 19, most of my pals are either not got a job, just, you know, bumming about or, or they're studying. So, you know, then got, you know, enough money to, to pay for the ticket, and, and then go and have a night out, you know, £40 a ticket and then mm. however much to, to have a few drinks on night, it's, it's not always easy. So, but what I used to do is I used to go down to football and so you know, lifelong Leeds fan and I'd go up to Rhinos and I'd, you know, get speaking to people about about Leeds and then I'd, I'd mention bonks, boxing or you know, if, if people say they were a boxing fan or one of my pals might say, oh, Josh is a boxer. And I just show little clips of myself on the phone and say, listen, listen, if you can get be part of the journey, then Class. you know, I'd be, I'd be appreciated. I said, all I want to do is is, uh, is, is is win British title and hopefully bring a bit of glory back to Leeds. I've, I've said it many times that, um, as a young lad, I used to watch boxing and used to see Manchester, you used to see Sheffield, you used to see yeah. Liverpool. You never, you never used to see Leeds too much in, in boxing scene. And uh, even like, the boxing news, you know, a magazine what's been going for over 100 years on amateur section. You always used to see London clubs, you know, mm. the big West Ham's and, and the Reptons and stuff, but you never see old by Leeds boxers or mm. even Yorkshire boxers as such. And I'm like, mm. he was en envious and jealous of that. Mm. Um, I thought he was thinking, listen, if I can put Leeds on map, make City proud, proud Leeds lad, and you know, I'll be another box ticked for me, I'll be an happy man. So I'd, I'd started to build up this journey. I'd go about to, to to pubs and whatnot. I would have a oh, this fellow up at this pub. He's he's a bit of a boxing. Go have a chat with him. Go have a chat with him. Go along. There were times, like say, when I was a uni and studying stuff like that. I used to think, can tough. I really be get? Can I really be asked? Tough, but, tough. but you do. You go up and you you know go and have an orange juice and listen to their stories. Or do, you know, I used I used to watch Ben or Eubank or whatever yeah. back in the day. Or even older folk, and I used to watch Ali and blah, 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 and they'd tell the stories. And then I'd listen to him and I said, Listen, I hope you can follow my journey. Oh, well, we'll get behind you, Josh. And then they would do. Yeah. And it's not just they're going to watch Josh Warren and that, that thing. It's going mm -hmm. to Josh Warren and my pal, my yeah. mate. I know him yeah. personally. I know they've got a connection then. And and I'd spend time going after, going around, speaking to him. Did you have a good night? Did you enjoy it? Thanks for coming along to support me. Because, listen, pay, people are paying the hard earned money to support yeah. your career and everything else. Then, the, the, the latest you can do is, is spend a bit of time with them and saying thank you for, yeah. for coming but that started to spread and say for instance Dave from up Mainwood instead of just buying one ticket or two tickets for him and his pal it turned into five tickets because he's told his pals about mm. it then it turns into ten yeah. and then it gets bigger and bigger so instead of just going to meet Dave at his house I'm going to Dave at the pub yeah. and speaking to him and his pals and it goes <laughs> like that and by the time it, by the time it got to that fight at the arena 
I knew most of the people who were in there. You know, I'd met them either at a football match or in one of boozers or just or just crossed them and had five minutes with them. Yeah. So for them, it was like we've seen our pal with British title mm-hmm. here. You know what I mean? It, it, it was just somewhat what had come over a lot of years of, of building. Um, obviously the boxing had got to a to a good stage as well. Um, I just qualified. I just got my degree at university, and uh, and yeah, bloody hell, I thought I'd, I thought I'd done it. I thought I'd made it, but it was a tough fight against Martin Lindsay. But as soon as the fight was done, I thought to myself, "Wow, twenty two, or twenty three, we're twenty twenty three, I'm British champion. How far can we go? Yeah, how far can we actually go? You know, from then on." Because you've achieved your goal, right? That, that, this is it. I've done, but, shown, yeah. but I wasn't satisfied. I want it. Won't like. I didn't feel like I'm here now. I've done it. Blah yeah. blah blah. It's like, what's next? Yeah, yeah. What's next? I was younger. And somewhat, I didn't really realize I had until later on. I, I had, I, I've always had a drive, but you don't realize that until you think everybody's like that, but yeah. not everybody is. No, you know, it, it's an inner inbuilt drive and and wanting to better yourself. Rewind back to a lad being 14, 15. I used to see lads on the state and they might have thought they were better than you because the man bought them no pairs of trainers yeah. week in, week out or they had an harder brother. Yeah. And I used to think, you're fucking wanky, you're not better than me because you wear no trainers, you know? <laughs> yeah. And I used to think to myself, listen, in years to come, it'll, it'll even itself out, yeah, it'll yeah. even itself out. And that used to be the motivation I wanted to be yeah, better yeah. than that fellow who Walt Birds went over to. I used to think, He's yeah. an ugly twat, but it's only because yeah. he's wearing yeah. his clothes that you're going around him. Yeah. <laughs> it's going to be like that now, but not in five, ten years. Exactly, yeah. 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 And it's, it's just a, it's just a drive, wanting, wanting to better, wanting to better yourself, yeah. not just to be just satisfied, wanting to be the best you can be in, in whatever you're doing. As a kid, I hated losing. Mm-hmm. No, even if it were playing on PlayStation or, you know, playing Wembley with your pals, I hated losing. I'd be, I'd be in tears if I, if I lost. Yeah. So you all them little, I don't know what to call them, qualities added together give me like a serious drive and, and a, a serious vision as well of what I wanted to do. So British title, come to it, I say, still young. Next minute, get a shot at European. Because <sighs> the next stage, we took that, knocked the guy out in four rounds and we're at a stage where... You won me some money that night as well, actually. Not, not for the first <laughs> time, but yeah, yeah. I've... I, 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 you know, European champion, British champion, Commonwealth, English. Wow. I've I've got every level and I don't even feel like I've got that second gear. The next stage is is world level. I mean it's a hell of a jump. It's a hell of a jump, but that's where mm, we want that's to where be. It's that's where it's, yeah. it's it's in touching distance now. And from starting my career, I could only dream about doing stuff like that. I only dream about it, but now I can actually make it happen. It's up to me as 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 in my life, the way that I look through my eyes, I can make this happen. It's how bad do I actually want it? How bad do I want to be a, a, a world champion at the time? Then I'd, I'd, I'd drop my days down to three days a week and then eventually sponsors come in on board and you start earning a bit of money to to be able to financially just live mm-hmm. off the boxing. So Yeah, it's funny, it, it's funny you say that there where you, you kind of, you look through your eyes, it's almost in your your decision or in, in, in your opportunity to be able to make it happen. Um, and I remember when the Lee Selby fight was announced and all like the kind of build up around it, like the video footage, like 
took ages as well. It was yeah, one of those it was like, a big one, back and forth for a few years. Yeah, it? Like, it was a big one. And then I remember when it got announced and I remember the kind of stuff that you were putting on your own social media, your Instagram, your Twitter, what stuff would come out on the press of where you'd had the direction. And I remember... The, you know, the hashtags, if you remember what the hashtags were, it was it was it was something to do with dream, believe Dest- it, destiny. destiny, that's it. Destiny. And I remember seeing him and I thought, he's won it, because his mind's already made up that he's mm. done it. I felt like you you were already putting it out there for for it already have happened. Yeah. And there was nothing that would have phased you for it. And I think that's where you had him. I honestly think that's where you had him because he came into it a bit and iron and I yeah. could see that in the fire that he was looking at the referee yeah. and, and there was almost nothing stopping you yeah um, and I, I I think it might have been five five months before the fight when you're putting that stuff out there how big it would be an event and the stuff you know that you, you were you actually terming the language I thought he's done it because his mind's made up he's already yeah. done it we were chatting about actually before the Selby yeah. fight I think I'd, I'd heard you on an interview on uh, with Steve Bonson might have been I think and you mm. were talking about you visualised it all already. Yeah. You visualised walking out. Yeah. They visualised the and you you were yeah. saying he's done I'd, it. Yeah, yeah I, honestly, I just I, I knew it. And when I got on, I just got on that bus, I thought yeah, he's, 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 and I seen you like pagging him. I think I was texting Dom saying, "How's he gone? How's he gone? Rest up final." Like, yeah, yeah, he smashed him. Like fucking, I knew it. Obviously, oh, I mean, it's somewhat what I've I've always I've always done. Is that and you know, speaking so far, I've just kind of built up, you know the story to where we've got to and what's what's taken it but I think the mind has always been a, a, a big big mm. big big tool of of mine um, yeah so you've, you've got a good idea of like what, where we've come from and where we've got to now but um visualization is something that I've been doing since a kid and I didn't even realize it was a thing mm. but so no, no, no you don't no, realize it when you do it no, but <laughs> my dad used to take me um to venues whenever an amateur 11, 12 years old, we drive over to Liverpool, over to Manchester, up to Newcastle, and you in championships. And you think, why would you drive all the way up there to book an hotel mm. when you can just phone them? Just, mm. just phone them. Obviously, we we didn't have a we didn't have internet all that, um, and internet wasn't really booming, so you couldn't really yeah. go online and book an hotel. Mm-hmm. Go in late rooms, but I used to think, though, why are we driving all this way, Dad? And he says, listen, just taking you from from familiarise yourself mm. so we drive over to Liverpool and we'd find venue I mean it always it's gift that gabbers me off so we'd, we'd manage to be able to get in Blag it. you know no matter what we're going on have a little look where what, what the venue were like where we'd walk in what the change rooms would look mm. like what the ring where the ring would be obviously it wouldn't be there but we'd, we'd be able to picture it in my head so we'd have to, walk around like a sports hall for instance yeah yeah, that's where it ring will be, lad. That's where it ring will be. And you'll have everyone around here there. And I'll be looking about trying to picture it, trying to picture it. And then I'd come away from there, all the way drive home. I'd be thinking about it. And then week up to that fight, I'd be sat in bath or sat in my bed, yeah. thinking about it, thinking about it. Yeah. And you could picture mm. walking in, walking into change rooms, coming out, walking to the ring, getting in the ring, throwing the shots. But you know what the surroundings were like. Mm. Yeah, you yeah. used to it's as though you'd been there already yeah. and that's somewhat what I started to do and it just started to it helped me a lot in, in terms of me my nerves and everything else if I got nervous and I felt like I'd visualise it picture mm. it picture it picture it I was obsessed with winning like I said earlier um, and I wanted any little advantage I, could, I felt like I could get 
with going into these fights and then that were it. And I felt like I had won over there with yeah. with going into the fights. I felt like I'd done it already. And uh, it just used to leave me really confident going into going into the fights. You know, I used to, at the fight, time in an amateur, three, four rounds. So I was able to sit there, close my eyes and picture what I would do. Yeah. Whether it were, if I, if I know I'm fighting someone taller, then I'd picture trying to get inside, slipping, slipping. And I'd play the scenario out. I'd play with even the referee lifting my arm up. I'd, 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 I'd play out the scenarios of getting into the ring. And now this next contest, we've got from Leeds, Josh Rowling. I'd play all that in my yeah, head. Yeah. Thing. First bell ringing, going out to middle, throwing the shots, everything like it like it already happened. Yeah. But it used to it used to calm me. And, you know, I'd, I'd, I'd open my eyes and my heart would be pounding. My heart would be pounding, but I feel like I've, I'd, I'd done it. I've lived it, yeah, it. exactly. And I've, I've beat this fella. I've mm. beat him and it, it helped a lot. So I took that over. So when when I turned pro, um, at the same time, alongside visualization, goals and dreams and aspirations, yeah. and mm. you know, picturing where you want your life to be. You know, when when I talked about the British title at first, the hell fighting in twelve for 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 twelve rounds in on Sky, but then I'd sit and think about it, think mm. about me lifting the British title, me fighting in front of big crowds, and 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 just little things like. If I seen British title in, in newspaper, I'd cut it out and I'd pin it onto like a, a notice board in my bedroom or something like that, just to always be seeing it, it, always yeah. be seeing it, always be seeing it. And like lads at work used to say to me, "Hey, get that British title, lad. Yeah, we'll get there someday, <laughs> won't we, pal? We'll do." But I was serious. Yeah. I was serious when I was saying want to do it. Yeah, definitely gonna. I will be British champion. Yeah. I will be British champion. Days when I went out running or training, I think fucking I'll come here having asked. Mm. We think, yeah, we want to be, you picture it, mm. picture it. And I believe that my, my way of thinking is that the more focus you put on something, the more you're going to attract that, yeah. the more you're going to attract it. And I'll do anything I could to, to make myself get closer to that goal. And, uh, and obviously leading up to this, this world title fight and, and with, with the Selby fight, I'd, I'd, believe that for a, for a long time. I mean, the Lee, the Lee Selby fight had started to happen. Talks of it, me and him fighting from European level. I was going to say, it's about three years. Three years. Eddie, Eddie were building it up and, and talking and, and, and you know, building it up and these fellas are going to fight. I mean, when I, I signed with him around the British title fight, I signed with Eddie and, and Lee were at um, this big match from barbecue mm. and they were like, you know, AJ were there, Cal Brook were there and Kevin Mitchell, some of the big names and, and, Lee were there and Sky Sports wanted us to do like a bit of an head to head together. So I just went over, you know, I didn't have no animosity at the time with yeah. him. Went over and I stood aside of him. They said, we go head to head and he didn't want to do so. So I was just like stood there, just faced up, you know, smiling and stuff. And he went to go walk away and I said, hey Lee, come on, shake me hand. And he, he shook me hand, but it was a bit just cold, mm, you know, really yeah. cold with me at the, at the time. And I think, you know, right. But, you know, it, it, as, a, as, a, as a career went on, you know, and the fan base really started to grow. Um, Eddie would talk about potential big fights at, at stadiums, Ellen Road and stuff. And, and as soon as that got mentioned, then that was it. I could only picture myself fighting. But a few things had, had, had been able to really strengthen my mind in, in going to that, into that fight. 
one, my pals would always take the piss and say, Lace I'll be a fucking do you. do you, you know <laughs> yeah. what I mean? If we, were, if we were out playing football, for instance, or I mean, you know, five aside, if I lost ball, my pals would be like, Lace Elby won't fucking lose ball. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah. I, I'm drilling yeah. Russian, I'm chasing around. Yeah. Round at one at Lads House playing FIFA. Yeah, at least I've just gone on faith. <laughs> just little, yeah. little thing, so you, you you build up that, and then just he oh, doesn't know that that was going on, does he? No, he does no, not know that no, you're already fucking no, firing. Right, 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 yeah, obviously, he were he were higher. He were a level above me at the time mm. in where he was. See, I was British. He was European. Yeah. Then when I got to European, he was moving on to world. So I was chasing mm. his footsteps. So I was able to build up there. That's that's my target. That's the yeah. that's the one. Um, obviously, there were other world champions because Sam were ready and he was Sam ready. That's where the, yeah, the, yeah. the career was that was going. Um, and, and not only that, when I'd been going to down to Ellen Road and I'd, 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 I'd achieved the dream of. of of, of fighting at Lurina, box ticked. You've got to set yourself up at yeah. goals and daydream to fight Ellen Road. Wow. Mm. Wow. Imagine fighting there yeah, one day, yeah. you know. And there were times when, you know, my pals would say, hey, you could fight here one day, Josh, and you just joke about it and stuff. But then I'd go a bit quiet and I'd sit there and look there and think, wow, I'd like to fight you one yeah. day. Picture myself walking out of the tunnel, picture myself fighting there, winning and an old crowd going up to you. Imagine that. I used to do it leading up to Leeds Arena. I used to picture myself laid in, I used to be laid in bed thinking what it'd be like, what people would be doing outside around it, what oh, going to like top yeah. eights or something and then going for a pie yeah. and then walking <laughs> up after, hey, you're going to that Warrington fight. And then it mm, happened. Yeah. And winning British style, then it happened. And so I did, I did the same for, for fighting for, um, well, fight for the world title. And because we've been built up for so long. I played it out so many times in my head. I dreamt yeah. it. I'd actually dreamt of me walking out in a ring, mental crowd, getting in there, big fight, winning the fight, everyone leaving happy days and blah, blah, blah. And it felt like when the night came, I'd already done it. Mm. I'd already done it. But building up to it, I mean, I'm not a psychologist, but boxing is a is a mental game mm, yeah, you've got, yeah, you've got yeah. to be mentally tough so, yeah. they've got to be mentally tough so I think I think like seeing the, the, the entrances and stuff and like the way that even the way you presented yourself I know it's a lot of that's body, body language and stuff but compared to him like you, you, for me you can just tell and, and and you've just mentioned loads of ingredients there which is like even your mates taking piss when you're playing FIFA, even when you're just dreaming about walking out on road, like you've just, you've just set it up slowly and slowly to, to get there. And you might comment more on the mental game, but when it clicks in place like that, you, you can feel unbeatable, can't you? Yeah, and I massively. imagine that's what you felt like when, when you had Selby. Massively, massively. And I, I'd learned as well, don't get me wrong, it's not always been like rosy. You know, just even, mm. even when I've won, I'm my worst critic. Yeah, yeah. My man. worst critic. There's been times when I've I've been sat nearly in tears mm. after fights. My pal's like, what the fuck's wrong with you? You've just yeah. won a fight. You've just beat a big name. I'm not happy though. I'm well, not happy. Good. You know, I won. I beat Dennis uh, Tiberon in um, 2015. And at the time, in 18 months, like I said, things had gone just mental. Mm. I'd, I was... I just give up my day job. You know, I, I had 10,000 at Leeds Arena. I would have been quoted as the next Ricky Hatton. I had Vinnie Jones doing ring walk with me. Mm. You know, 
everybody wanted a piece of me. I was doing interviews with newspapers I'd never even heard of, you know, phone call interviews, and it was just becoming the norm. Mm. Massive features, like people from Sky Sports coming up and, oh, honour to meet you, Josh. And I'm like, what the hell? I'm just a daft lad off at a state that does me yeah. boxing. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and, I, and I got carried away with myself a little bit. I, I maybe believed my own hype. Mm. Um, you are human though, do you know what I mean? Like yeah, I know, I know. But I, I took a massive lesson, lesson from that to bed yeah, on fighting. Yeah. It's one where I still can't watch the fight back, even though I won it hands down on all judges' scorecards, won every round. I cringe because I worked hard in gym, but I know what I'm capable of. And I made such hard work that fight, boxing went out the window. Uh, four or five rounds I was trying to just knock him out mm. you know what I mean because I, I thought this isn't going to last I was cocky I was sat on, you know I went back to the stool and I sat down and uh, I said to me I'm going to knock this guy out yeah. it's like that's like what are you talking about just stick to your boxing but I tried so hard that I burnt myself out mentally and by seven rounds I was flying I was winning every round but he was just in the survival mode and I was just still looking for silly shots mm. and by the 12th round I was exhausted and I come away well, there's no way I can box like that. I've just let the crowd mm. get to me. I've I've believed me on hype and the criticism I got after because everyone was saying, Oh, you should have blasted that guy out. Even though we're a highly ranked guy, we're saying you should have blasted him out. Um if Josh Warren really wants to go on to world level, he needs to learn how to finish people like that. And I took everything to heart. I took mm. criticism on Twitter, Facebook, any pundits what were criticizing me, I took it all to heart. Oh fucking hype job, Josh Warren and blah blah blah. Fuck me, you know, I've been in a real dark place, really. You know, like yeah. fucking maybe I'm not going to get to where I wanted to be. And you doubt yourself, you think we took everything yeah. hard, and I worked a lot on mindset to get even stronger. I went to go see like so Ricky Hatton, yeah, obviously, he, he, he boxed in uh, in front of thousands, mm. and like it's, you just got to learn to. That's your you big know, learning point now, though, isn't it? Yeah, massive. You needed that yeah, to oh, beat mate, it was a blessing. Yeah. You know, I, even though I can't watch the fight back, and I still glad it happened the way it did yeah. because it, it was a blessing in disguise. And if that wouldn't have happened, then maybe I wouldn't have achieved what I've achieved. But it learned me to be focused. It learned me to block out negativity, learn how to block out, block out the critics, and especially going into the Selby fight, yeah. which I had plenty. You know, it, it, it was massive in that sense. I remember going over Ricky Adams, like I said, Fucking hell, Rick. I can't even go through Twitter without looking at someone who's calling me, you know, this and other than it's why you're taking it to art. Mm. He says, you, you know, just you can't let it get to you. Yeah. So yeah, it's hard though, you know, I'm pride myself on what people say and stuff like that. He says, listen, he says, no disrespect, but why the fuck when you go home after what you've done and training all your fights and everything, why the fuck do you give a fuck? Why are you bothered so much about what, what Dave who was a painter and decorator? you know what yeah why are you so bothered about yeah. what he's done that comes with time doesn't it to like yeah. not care what other people think yeah, yeah. Just, and you just to know naturally what it what just look at your career so far and what you've achieved and yeah. be, be proud of it you know he, he might be calling you this of what's he ever done with with, with his own life mm. so just, just don't get so so upset about it so ah, it's easy for you to say ricky i said you you loved you're your national hero i said listen he said even now even now i'll put a tweet out about man city he says the people are bet- um, people are between me. Ah, you silly fat cunt! You should have quit. You should have. You should have done yourself. You should have gone out way when you were trying to kill yourself. He says, I said, what? He's, okay. He said, there's people out there. What? What do I? I said, still give me a stick. 
It's scary, yeah, that, yeah, man. Yeah. They don't realise, and obviously social media in this day and age is a fucking honourable tool. Yeah. Yeah, it's a massive tool. It can be used very good, but at the same time, it's an honourable tool. But it shines a light on that stuff, isn't it? Massive. Like, you yeah. go on the comment section of YouTube, or you go on, t- like, when oh, someone puts a tweet out, you look in it. so fickle. It's unbelievable. Words, so yeah. fickle. They just don't, they don't even think about what they're, what they're putting these days. I mean, as now as a professional athlete, it was in limelight and everything else. I don't think like twice about you know if, if any of the Rhinos boys had a, had a bad game I wouldn't think about twice and even if I won't wear a one mm. going online and, 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 and give them a little stick personally do you know mm. what I mean I yeah, yeah. If, if, if the United goalkeepers had a mare I wouldn't think to go on on Twitter and say no. give them a little stick but I think people forget that we're all we're only yeah. human yeah, yeah. do you know what I mean we're, we are only human and when we come off the football pitch or the rugby pitch or get out of the boxing ring we go home to families and, and, yeah. and we've, we have our moments to ourselves when we when we laid in bed and we, we reflect on what's just gone on. Um, you got to think what like what are they projecting onto that? Like, what's the reason for them doing it? Do you yeah. know what I mean? They've got they must have their own mm. issues that they're not cracking on with life and stuff. And it's an easy outlet, isn't it? Mm. Um, Massively. That, that's the way I see it, and it's the way I see it to to kind of not take much into it. And 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 you've got to you have to get to that stage, don't you? Where yeah. it's like. You know, it's it's kind of not you. You've just got to crack on with what what what's your motive. Do you, do you use it as fuel, or do you completely ignore it? Do you think, all right, you say I'm a hype job, I'm going to show you I'm not, or do you think I'm just not even going to? Yeah, you know, it's some some awesome about that, and, and Josh spoke about it before, like proving people wrong. Yeah, it's like I don't know. It's probably one of the strongest mm. motivations, but it'll take more than just some throwaway comments. I reckon on Twitter for me, you know, it's if something else or, or you know if, if there's Lee Selby that's been called with him you know that's quite a strong one isn't it because mm. you're going to go and bash him the next you know in the next few years um, but yeah is it, that's, that's massive motivation that's proved people wrong I find massively and it's been you know well with Rhinos winning from fifth and then mm. in the past actually winning it when people didn't think we did you know that's it's probably one of the secret ingredients I reckon I don't know if it's a Leeds thing but the uh, leading up and, and we'll, we'll go on to your, your possible next fight because there's quite a lot of similarities, but leading up to the Selby fight, it was everyone saying Selby is a level above, you know, Selby's world-class, Josh is going to get shown up here. Um, and there was loads of that on Twitter. Even a lot of the pundits were kind mm. of, were tipping him. I think yeah. most of the papers when I went through, um, and that must make you really like, do you go back to any of them after and go, oh, I remember you picked, uh, you picked Selby, or do you remember who said what or any of the people in the industry and I stuff? Mean, I, I, I certainly don't, I don't go back and glow up, but... Um... I do go back and I'm low. Have a bit I mean, of band, uh, in in the lead up. I try to stay away from yeah, all yeah. that stuff as much as possible. Not because um I thought it'd get me down or that. I just thought it's wasted energy. I don't need, I don't need yeah. to, you know, I've got enough fuel in the tank to I'm motivated enough. Yeah, yeah. I'm training as as hard as I can. And yeah. uh I don't I don't need to, to go back to that, but I did have a look after I did have a look after the, you know, seeing sure. some of the video. Even like BT had done a lot of um, promo stuff from on the week of it and and stuff that he, what his family had said and his, his his trainers had said about me and mm. you know you, you look back at it and you think you must know, feel nice yeah, now yeah yeah because yeah. I think saying, that I think that makes it it makes the win so much sweeter and the way you so won. much sweeter because you have boxed him yeah. and everyone was yeah. saying that was yeah. something that wouldn't happen yeah. They're like, yeah. Josh's got to win, he's got to do this. But no one thought you'd outbox him. But yeah, I he mean, it, it's come, it come from a long time because even going back to to, to, to that one after that two-brown fight, they, they said, oh, you, you you won't get to that world level. I went on to box Joe Brunkner after that. Oh, it was actually a 
on this day five, uh, three years ago. I've done it with my throwback Thursday today. Um, they were on this day three years ago. Wow. And uh, I beat him. And I'd worked a lot on um, just keeping me, me focus. And f- even though at times I could have I could have got the guy out there mm-hmm. early, we were stuck to a game plan. And I'd, I was really proud of myself for that one because I thought that I needed that fight prior to that Dennis Silver one. No, I needed that one. I've, and then I've, I've come through. I've come through some of I've I've, I've learned the concentration. I've stuck by a game plan for 12 rounds and I feel that's what I needed to, to take myself to the next level. And then that's when the ball got rolling with, with the Selby fight and um, Eddie were, were eager to make it. And after I boxed um, Isashi Amagasa, there was a little bit with um, Lee Selby sat in studios and he'd, he'd watched the fight and he said, listen, if I were to box Josh Warren and I'd play with him, he said that I could, <laughs> Josh Warren said he's, he's wrote notes on me on uh, on on my style and stuff. He said, I've been watching that fight. I could write on back of a postage stamp how much uh, Josh Warren's boxing ability. Um, <laughs> it's funny when you you know you mm. you watch things like that back and mm. that's when the if things really started to get nasty. And then the fight was going to happen two years ago, um, but I had a wedding, my wedding coming up, and what had happened yeah. was my old fella said, "Listen, I I think that your head needs to be on it." 100% going into a world title fight there's going to be a lot of media attention there's going to be a lot of build up and you need to be 100% focused and I don't think you having that on your mind two weeks after is, is mm. going to be good for you so he says what do you want to do I said dad I want to fight world title and he said we've been built up this is what we're building up to I said listen if anything ask for a change of date if we can't change a date then mum's a word and we, we fight Someone got lost in translation. They mm. all come out in media that I didn't want the fight. And again, I would have a bit of a low point then because everyone was saying, oh, you're a bottle job. You don't want it. Mm. You know, you've bottled it from Selby. You've an oh, opportunity you don't want it. And it was so frustrating because yeah. I went, no, I'll, I'll quit in grass. I'll quit in grass and garden. Phone starts going mental. Ping, ping, ping. Messages coming through. I thought, lads, what's happening, Josh? What? Go switch Sky Sports <sighs> News. I'm going to the living room. Put it on. Josh Warren today has rejected the fight against Lee. <laughs> Whoa. so I mean you imagine Steve have you seen up, this yeah. yeah I've seen it and then I'm like what's Eddie saying he's like oh, I don't know I haven't heard out of Eddie yet and then you know things just got complicated and you think because so many of those fights do go by in boxing this isn't is it, it like, th- Brook and Khan's a classic example of a fight that should have happened it should have happened and it, it happened and I remember Selby saying at one point I think he said I'll never fight Josh Warrington yeah, he and did. I was thinking he said, oh fucking hell yeah. he said after yeah. that he said oh, Josh Warrington's missed his opportunity he's missed his boat he'll never get an opportunity never get his opportunity to fight me yeah. never it'll never happen you know he's, he's been gifted an opportunity but he's not world class oh, he'll wow. never get to this level so that again, must have been a, that's that somewhere in back pocket. Really yeah, tough, exactly. Like, that's done him in the end, though. That, that ego has done him in the end, mate. I reckon. Because when when you, when we go back to to the Selby fight, all this stuff, and that's why that's why I said it was destiny. Yeah, yeah. You know, he, Eddie said it. You know, he wanted to make the fight at Ellen Road, and and, and it never did. And I signed with Frank, and people said on social media, "Why have you gone with Frank Warren? Why you shouldn't have signed with Frank?" you're not going to go no your career is going to go downhill but then Frank had signed a deal with BT and it was a massive like TV station mm-hmm. market and mm-hmm. everything else so things started to get rolling and we said to Frank listen if you could do one thing for us you know get us put us in line for a world title no matter what I've got to do we've got to fight Eliminator after Eliminator mm-hmm. as long as I get there I'll be happy I said I'll tell you what if you can get us Ellen Road world title fight come on 
I'm mm. happier. And things just started to happen. I had 11 months out in between um, Patrick Island and, and, and fighting uh, Kiko Martinez due to injury. And I thought, what the hell, am I going to bounce back to It was as though I'd, I'd had some good years and everything just went a bit stale. You know, I, I mean, I just went down. Mm. It's like, is Josh Warren going to get to the level what we everyone was predicting oh no that's just it he's a bubble he's gone that's him he's done you know the, the fight he's rejected the fight with Lee Selby he don't want it now and he's never going to get to that stage but me and my team we just kept believing Littleton we'll keep jumping away I'm always learning I'm always I'm still growing I'm still young I've well, I kept on saying to the critic time's on my side I'm only 25 26 I've still got plenty of time to get where I need to be was that part of the, you might not be able to talk about this, but was that part of the reason why you split with her and went to Frank? Was it kind of a case of Frank believing in you a bit more or? Um, I, I just think you got to a stage where, um, it, you know, it, it, it started really roll with AJ. And, yeah, yeah. Uh, and I think, you know, it, it, it talked about getting the, the lease I'll be for later that year and it never did. And, um, yeah, you can't wait too long in boxing mm. you know it's a mm. short career so we wanted a clear path from where we're going and I think I don't know he thought that the Leeds fans might lose interest on on on, on following the career and because and, I'm you know that, that fight didn't happen so it doesn't know Leeds fans then, well this it? is it this yeah. is it and um, that would that would it really you know Frank t- taking a big interest and, and wanted to move forward and it, it spoke about doing the best to, to delivering as a world title and um, we just felt like it was it just refreshed we needed mm-hmm. so when we went on with with Frank and you know we got the Martinez fight and a, a big name a big good name fight, yeah, yeah very good fight um, a tough fight I split my ligaments in, in my hand in third round so I more or less one handed from for the rest of that fight you know, Martin is a tough, tough, yeah, tough, yeah. tough fella. Um, um, and then we're, we're speaking about, you know, the Selby fights back on cards. He's, he's been a bit quiet in between. He'd, uh, he'd meant to fight over in Vegas. I was actually over there to watch a one on Carl Frampton on the card. Yeah. Um, Carl Frampton fighting Santa Cruz and, and Selby were defending the title underneath. But the um, Victor Barris at the time had failed the drugs test and, and he couldn't fight. So that meant that Lee, you know, kept his title but he didn't have his fight and mm. and and that fight got scrapped for later on it's yeah. funny how that worked because if if it would have happened that night then the winner of Santa Cruz Fram- uh, Frampton were meant to fight the winner of Selby yeah. Victor Paris which so puts you out again, again. Yeah, yeah. it was somewhere else where I thought this is path for me Boom, yeah. things like that happened you know the Selby fight were never going to happen again and then I got me eliminator because things started to negotiate again. Is, is the fight going to happen? And then it, it, it turned around and said, listen, you've missed your opportunity. You missed your opportunities. So well, I went down the eliminator route, got eliminator. Then I got my final eliminator against Dennis Sealan. To force his hand. Uh, yeah, force his hand. It's like, all right, you're not going to give me an opportunity. You're going to have to defend your title against me. So I make you have to defend me title against me. I make myself number one mandatory. So by the time everything had happened over them few years, you know, you rejected the fight blah 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 the build up all the shit what got said him, him calling me coward him slagging off my team and I mean I don't know some horrible stuff what, mm. what got said and um, about my missus and, and, and by everything else I'd, I'd build all that you know I'd use that fucking negative energy into <laughs> into a drive and into a fuel and it's like from from day one the first press conference I'd, I'd, I'd said it was destined to be because we'd been we'd been built up together for that fight 
it was never going to happen. I'd, I'd lost my opportunity. But just them little, them little scenarios and little moments where he was meant to fight and he didn't. And, and you know, he could have got beat in that two years. Mm. I could have got beat, injury. Mm. But all clicked into it place. all clicked into place. Ellen Road as well. Yeah. And that's what I'd always pictured myself fighting him there. Always dreaming of beating him there. And, and he were there. So for me, I thought like, it's written, I'm not losing this fight. For the rest of it, it would try getting easy to see what it was about. So people looked at it and said, you would, you know, Josh acts a bit different. I even seen some, seen my own fans saying I, I've acted like a knob throughout the build-up, but it was a game of, I need to see where he's at. Yeah. So we stood there in from first press conference, I got his number straight away. So the fight begins there, kind of, doesn't it? 100%, yeah, yeah, yeah. 100% there's a lot of stuff. Like, you, you know yourself, David, when you're on that pitch, it's, sometimes it's how bad do you want it? How yeah, bad? I often yeah. think that when you've got two fellas, this is why I sometimes go a bit deep in, in the way that I think our worlds work. Do it. <laughs> well, when you, when, when you, when you stood there, what, sep- what really separates us? You know, I think there's something beyond, beyond us mentally. I think mm. there's something, you know, it, it goes well beyond that. When you've got people, when they're the same physically, same strength, same speed, same, same desire. What splits us? Yeah. What splits us? You know, it's, it's somewhat, Beyond, beyond the mind, yeah, I think. Yeah, yeah. I'm weird, yeah. I'm weird. Whatever it is, it might be spiritual. It might yeah, be. Yeah. I don't know. I don't we, know. We what delve it is, into. We delve into something beyond. Yeah. You know, something so, you can't really comprehend, you know, in it. And why, why are you born with that? Why is you born with it? And and, and, and the men, the man next to you not. Mm. You know, I don't think so much of it is, is an upbringing because you could be brought up in in a, in a lavish lifestyle and everything else, but you still won't have a driver. Someone has bought been brought mm, up in, yeah. in in a shit all area yeah. you know but then again you might have someone who's brought up in lavish lifestyle still only yeah, driving yeah, yeah. it's funny how it works Chris Eubank Jr is just an example of someone who probably doesn't need to fight but he's got he's got my drive he's got my drive and it's it's it's, it's someone why I say it sometimes I sit down and think about driving myself not to thinking like what where's that come all. from yeah yeah yeah, yeah. I'm like but um, <laughs> yeah it's, it's been, I think a lot mania, yeah, yeah. bit of mania but Going back to the Serbia fight there, we, we stood there and I'd said what I had to say and I didn't take too much into how we responded, but I wanted to get a reading of how we would be on the night and I know that was a long time away, but mm. you can get grasped someone's kind of state from little things like doing interviews and, and, and being present in public. And it was sat there, I'm not intimidated by this press conference, all your fans here, blah, blah, blah. You know, it's pathetic, pathetic. We stood there face to face and I'm looking, I'm looking in his eyes and the way that he were, all his body language were, were, were showing off just bad negative signs. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, like I say, I'm not a psychologist, but you're know, breathing heavy, real heavy. I mean, you can say, I'm not scared, I'm not nervous, but your body, mm, yeah, you know, yeah, it, yeah. it tells a different story. So he's yeah, looking yeah. at me, he's, he's breathing heavy, his lips are shaking, his top lips, like, it looks like he's about to start crying. Yeah. So I'm just fucking working on this. I'm, I'm talking a lot of shit to him. I remember that. I yeah. can't remember Sam. It was funny. I'm looking at him, I'm saying, like, this is it, I'm going to fucking have everything that's being said. This is it, this is my opportunity. Destin, you can't do anything about it. Time yeah. is just going to take its toll. This is my title, you're going to lose your title. He's like, looking at me. Like, he's getting more angrier. Yeah, yeah. This cool, calm, collected guy is getting angry, and his his eyes are piercing. Anyway, he's going, Shh, and he just comes out with, "Shut up, you little bitch!" Like, ah, you little bitch. Ah, I've got into your skin, and I've got into you. Do you know what? His, his focus there, though, like you're like that, focused on 
on on what the old picture is, like what it means to you, why you're doing it. It seemed like his focus were, oh, I can't let him get under my skin. I need to appear like this. I need to look like this. And it's all like that stuff that's on the surface, which is hard to to kind of uphold any sort of real worth. Mm. Like you're on there. You're, you're like, you know, you're all the crackers, you know what you're going to do. He, on the other hand, he's got some sort of, some ego that he's, he's, he's got to keep going. He's got some sort of status that he's trying to uphold in that way. He's kind of, don't know, he's forgot, he's forgot the proper picture. It, it, there. it distracted himself from me and it, it become, it become a case of, he about more himself. Con- yeah. And not only that, it would, it would, it would, it would have battled against the, the fans and whether they were going to intimidate him. It, it yeah. kind of forgot him about fighting Josh Warrington and it would a case of, is Lee Selby going to be intimidated by the by the Leeds fans? Mm. And it were like, I kept on saying, yeah, yeah, I kept on bringing the fans into it and stuff like that. The fans are going to be a big factor. Anytime I got an opportunity to say it, I would do. Yeah, yeah. And, you know, it was as though he wanted to prove it there and then. No, they're not going to be a factor. No, I've got... But while everybody's saying, talking about the fans, he's not thinking about me, he's mm. thinking about the fans. If he's thinking in change rooms about what it's going to be like at Ringwalk, he's not thinking about me. He's thinking about the, the ring walk and the fans and everything else. So yeah. it was just taking, even if it were 1% off his focus, instead of 100% on me at 99%, it's 1% he's lost, hasn't it? Yeah. And it's another mm. advantage to me. So I felt like in, in the build up there, and it's certainly in the mental game that, <laughs> that I'd, what I had one up on him. I knew he'd, like, from that first press conference that, that got him, I got his number. And I think anything else, what we'll get, what's, what to be said, you know, it, it just go in my favour, and, and and anything he was saying to defend himself would it just be said, regardless. And I knew from looking in his eyes on that day, even it, we did a net to head after, and there were a lot of stuff what got said, even there, um, you know, I did, didn't have to take too much from me because mm, I knew from that like, yeah. just what initial 10, 15 seconds of stood face to face, I knew they got him. Um, what what was he like after the fight? Bit disappointing to be honest. Yeah. Bit disappointing. Um, all throughout the build up, it spoke about uh, if I were to lose to Josh Warren, I'd lose gracefully because I'm a I'm a true champion, um, and I'm 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 a I'm a great figure of this sport. I respect the sport, and Josh Warren looks like a playground bully, mm. and he's uh, a kind of fellow who would lose it for his toys. I plan all this stuff and blah blah blah. Listen, the thought of losing it's my biggest fear. Biggest mm. fear. Well, somewhat drives me mm. massively, you know. Um, I always use that, but um, after fight, you know, I've, I've, I've I always look at it like this back in the day when my old fellow was a young lad. If he had uh, you know, call with somebody, they'd settle it on cobbles, the chair cans after, do you know what yeah. I mean? And then that's that's mm. like boxing, we've got 12 rounds to sort out, should be enough to shake hands after, yeah. So after final bell they give decision and blah, blah, blah. I've gone over to him. I said, Lee, listen, I said, I didn't mean for things to get so personal, but you took him there. I said, let me come shake your hand in Jesse room after. Yeah, put his head on, gets out of the ring. After fight, goes down with post-right press conference. Um, I did uh, my drugs test and urine sample and all that. And then I seen his manager walking up and down the corridor. I said, Jeremy, do you mind if I go see Lee? He said, uh, Give me a minute. He goes into his change room, he comes out, he says he don't want to see you. I said, what do you mean? He says, just don't want to see you. 
I said, yeah, but he said, and it's Josh. I said, right, okay, listen, fair enough. That's that. I said, I wish him all best. And, and that mm. last time we spoke. You, you had no contact since no, at all? No, I mean, you know, he's, he's put, he put like a little message a week out after saying, uh, you know, well done, Josh, and blah, mm. blah, blah, but that's it. It's, it's a shame because they did a preview show on both of you. Um, and I remember thinking, he'd said a lot about Leeds fans in the build-up, but I remember thinking he, he seemed like quite a, a good guy, especially mm. like, and quite similar in the sense that he came from quite a, you know, working class background mm. in Wales. And uh, I was kind of hoping, I really like those moments in sport when even though people have trashed each other loads yeah. in the build-up, but they shake a hand after yeah. and like, you've got their respect kind yeah, of thing. Yeah, you're going to build some respect. So you're punching each other's yeah. headphones for 12 rounds. You see, you know, I think you're, you deserve to give each other respect and it is an odd game and I always have um, admiration for whoever gets in ring because yeah. people lose lives in there, you know, mm. and it is, it is an odd, odd game but obviously I had armour in me in my back pocket to, to, to be in a bit nasty this time, not only for the mental game but, you know, it, it slagged off myself, it slagged off, like I say, my family, mm. my team, it slagged off my fans, you know, call them all clueless idiots and stuff like that. And for me, I take that personal, like anybody, I said to you earlier, when I used to go out and about speaking to, speaking to folk and, and whatnot, mm. anyone who spends an hour of money to come and support you mm. or spend their time. I mean, I've, I've had fans who've, who've sacrificed going to weddings or funerals or, or, or holidays, have moved holidays around, lost, lost thousands of pounds just so they could be there and, and support me in the yeah. fight. So I take that personal. I've got marching on together, tattered mm. on my leg. Not because it's just, you know, like the like the song. I feel it, there's more to it than that, yeah. you know, especially being a Leeds lad. I feel like my journey has been me and everyone else is around me, whether it be, you know, my missus or my dad or the, the fellow who's been coming, you know, to fights. I, I feel like we've been on a journey together. So... Definitely, you know, I, 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 stick, I stick massively by that and that's why I'm, I'm probably so so proud of where I come from and everything yeah. else. Um so for me, this this fight had had a lot going into it, and uh, don't get me wrong, there were times I never doubted myself. Never doubted myself. I always thought that this is meant to be. This is my fight. I've visualised it many, many, many times. Sat there, thought, gone, gone through so many scenarios, whether it be me getting cut or broke my hand or this, and how how do we win the fight from there? Mm. You know, you do it, or it's it's put me down, or I've never been down touch well, you know, I've, I've never been really, really hurt, but I, I, I thought like he's hit me with a good shot and I'm dazed, what do I do? And I've played all different scenarios of how I would get out there and I will go on to win the fight. Mm. So I, I was massively confident of, of winning the fight, but there were, there were times where I'm thinking, you know, what if? And I tried not to let that negative energy go into my head because I think, again, it, it, once you put that thought out there, if you mm, build a momentum, yeah, exactly. So, but, um, but as a human, there's always going to be a little yeah, one that that's, comes that, up. That's, and, that's, like, that's yeah, natural. Yeah. It is. It's, it's natural. It's um, like I say, we, we are in the human. Yeah, but yeah. Um, I try to block that out as, as any time. And the one odd time it'd come in, I was sat up in bed after an art session, thinking, mm. I'm ever going to go down to a, to Alan Road again if I was to lose. I, all my all my career seems to have been built up to this fight, yeah. even though fights beforehand it were get a British title, get a European title. They were my dreams before and this is my dream now. You know, world title fight, I can make history for say I could do so much. You know, when I after I talked about building an empire for me, for me fam you know, family, get onto this world level. And then, you know, you real big payday start coming in. It it's achievable mm. now. I can I can change my life. I can change the life of others around me. You know, there's so much riding on this fight. Lose and I'm back down. And it's yeah. not like tennis where Wimbledon, you get another shot next year. You get, you know, start off. 
boxing, you might not get the confidence to, you might get a shot in your next time, or you might not get another shot until three, four years' time, where it might be too late. You might have lost, you know, your time's passed. You know, you you, you reach your peak at whatever age, and, and you're not going to get that back again. So I was thinking there's so much rides on this fight, and it was. I always look at, like, my fights as, I don't know, it's, it's a weird kind of state I get in. Like now I'm sat here talking to you guys, I'm chilled out, I'm relaxed, I don't really have no worries. I, yeah. You know, I've got things what I need to do and, and there is other things what are serious, what come up, but I always think it's not in the world and I always try to look positive and, you know, look beyond it. Whereas fight, when fight day comes and fight week comes, that's it. My mind goes into a different mm, yeah. kind of state. Maybe like you on game day, Stevie, well, for me, when I get, when after, after I've weighed in, and go back to the hotel, all my senses are awakened. Yeah. I'm, I'm looking at round, I'm seeing everything, you know, sight. I'm, I'm picturing, I'm, I'm looking at the oil, different colours on the wall now, you know, I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm listening to everything, I smell, my, my senses and my smell pick up and everything. I'm just like, I'm really alive, I feel alive. It's as I often say, like, I'm just drift. Mm. through life until fight day comes mm. and it's like I've been awoken from a coma yeah. and when, when, yeah, fight, when fight day comes it, it all comes down yeah. to this and when I'm sat in a hotel room I go quiet and my missus always always stays with me I always stay in an hotel room because it takes me out of my comfort zone when I go to, into a hotel room I'm not going to go soon I leave my house I'm going to go back to my house after the fight's done mm. so I have a good look around you know standing in the living room look about Standing kitchen, look yeah, about, yeah. standing in bedroom, look about, just getting that. Next time I come home, I've come home from battle, job will have been done, I'll have won. Yeah. So it just helps me deal with that. And when I'm in the hotel room, that's when I'm I'm just thinking about every little stage throughout my life has always been building up to that next fight. Mm. Boxing's been a massive part of my life and I've structured my life around it. Not only that, my dad structured his life around it, my friends and family, my missus has, you know, as a young 18 year old lass, she wants to be going out partying and I used to say to her, listen, can't this weekend, yeah. or we can't go out for mm. a mile to it, or can't go to that party. It's hard. But I used to say to her, listen, it'll all be worth it in the end. So obviously winning the fight takes you on to that next stage of where mm. you want to be. So I'm, I always sit there and I think about that and I get to the mental, like, mental state of I'm prepared to, you know, lose my life as long as I win. Mm. Do you know what I mean? Or mm. as far as, especially Selby fight, I was thinking to myself, being building up for so long, so many people have said, I hope you do it, Josh. I want you to do it, Josh. I want you to do it. Or, you know, my pals had backed me or, or, or argued to blue in face with, with the next man in the street about how Josh is mm. going to do it. And I've got some pals who were very, very passionate, you know what I mean? And Josh is definitely going to do this. I tell you now he's going to do it. I yeah. believe my boy's going to do it. And I felt I was fighting for the city, I was fighting for family, I was fighting for myself. And... I was fighting for my career, I felt like at times. And I was sat there and thinking, it all comes down to this moment. Yeah. It all comes down to this. And just one of the things of, I kept thinking, if I walk out that ring, broken jaw, and you, or an injury where you, you can't fight again for the rest of your career, I am bothered as long as I get that arm raised. That's how bored I wanted to win. And little things like, Said bye to Mrs. This and it was a bit different this going into this fight because mm. we'd had kids. Mm. I thought I wonder if that if that's gonna change things, you know. But I embraced her. She always leaves like a little bit earlier than what I do. So she she left about six o'clock to go down to Ellen Road. I left about half seven to get there for eight. So I want it's starting to change rooms yeah. too long. 
said bye to her. He held her, I held her tight. And they were just a bit different holding her. And when I was squeezing her, I said, love you, blah, blah, blah. And, she's, and where she's gone. And it just felt different because I thought, this, I'm, not, mm-hmm. I'm not just fighting for me. I'm fighting for my kids as well. Mm-hmm. He's fighting for, I fight for my family's future, you know, my, my girls and everything else. And then, then everything started pinging into me. head like, fucking hell, what have I really taken on? I'm not really sat down and thought about it as much. Mm-hmm. I'm sat there in the hotel room about an hour, an hour going, going to the venue. And I'm thinking, what if I did lose? And, you know, going down Ellen Road and sitting there looking at the pitch thinking, okay, I got you in there, I lost. I, I was thinking that, yeah. like, as, yeah. a, as a fan, uh, it would, would you, it'd be weird, would you be able to go back if you'd lost, you know what I mean? I don't know. Like it would I, don't, been, I really don't know. Mm. I'd be sat, you know, sat there or passing people in stands. Yeah. All hard lines here, Josh. Yeah. It'd eat away at me. Really would eat yeah, at me. Man. I'm unbeaten as a professional, but I remember what I used, I'd lost a few fights in amateur and it used to eat about me as a kid. No, I used to be mm. really, really down, and I think, bloody hell! Don't get me wrong; it's not the end of the world because you can lose, you can, you can learn so much. Mm. But I'd made it to that how important what to win, and I was thinking, even such things like I wouldn't be able to walk on city centre. I'd mm. be shamed because I'd, I'd, I'd been working up to that point, or even where I live in Carfield. <laughs> You know, there's, there's, as I've said this a few times, but you, so when you're driving up M1. There's a junction 46 turn off for Garforth, but there's also a Selby. I'm going to have to move. Yeah, it'd be everywhere. It'd be like constant reminded of, of, of what you've, you've, what you've done. And like, but I had to get myself off that, out of that like negative mind how, how, straight away. How soon was that before the fight? That like that about, episode? About, well, I'll fight in a 10. I went, I went into a hotel about, seven so we got three hours beforehand on your own in the hotel yeah, yeah. yeah just on my own and so like the gravity of it yeah, all just went yeah. boom yeah. just massively on me well my shoulders like bloody hell I went into went into the bathroom I splashed my face out and then my pal came round to the hotel and we, my driver would come, come pick me up so we got got down on the bus normally I'm not quite talkative once I leave the hotel and it's go to and yeah. I'm getting very pumped up but I was a little bit I passed somebody in the hotel and said good luck Josh cheers mate but I was just really really flat I'm sat mm. there in the bus I'm just looking out I've got my earphones on which again I don't normally do but I just I took them with me that day and I'm looking out the window and as we're getting near and near to 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 the stadium my pal says to me he says excited so yeah 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 so yeah, I think he could grasp I was a bit nervous and uh Driver said to me, which way do you want to come off, Josh? Do you want to come off, uh, coming through West End? Because we're coming into West End anyway. So do you want to come up off uh, first turn and go past Bremner Statue? And I said, yeah, we'll do that. Mm. And as we were driving down, looking out window and you could see other Packed. people yeah. walking along, people wearing Josh Rodden t-shirts. And that's where the visualisation really started to kick in. I'm like, wow, I've seen this before. Yeah, yeah. It's like, I've pictured this many, many times before. I've sat in bed and thought about people walking up to to, to mm. stadium. And my pal said, my pal actually said, just in, just as I was looking out window and looking about, he said, this is what we've always wanted. How many times have you said you wanted to come down in and fight? How many times as fans have we walked down that beast and, mm. and, and, and left disappointed and gutted? And think about the good times when we've won and the buzz that it's give. You can give that to everybody. You, you've got the power to do so. I'm like fucking right you know he's right it's like I can make a massive difference tonight all these people can leave like 
they've witnessed history. I can make history. As soon as I got off the bus, I felt like a god. I felt like a god. Walked into the stadium, walked down um, the corridor, and I had a little look at the tunnel, I had a little peer around, and just got an idea of atmosphere and what crowd were and like. Went back into the chairs and I sat down. And obviously, in in, um, in in dressing rooms at Legion, they've got little quotes, and you've seen them all like side mm. before self every mm. time. And there's pictures of history and stuff like that. And there's a bit of a timeline of, you know, all the great glory days mm. and stuff. And I'm yeah. like, I'm fucking losing tonight. <laughs> and I felt. All of a sudden, every little doubt that I had, just in, you know, a few hours later, yeah, it just yeah. been lifted. It's like it doesn't matter. It's like get to a space where it just doesn't even matter. It like, was the just... most relaxed I've ever been, yeah. Steve. Honestly, the most relaxed I've ever been. Normally, when I'm in change rooms, we always have a cracking change rooms. My dad always tries to be light mooded, and yeah. even if some of our team members do get a bit nervous with, with occasions, you know, it, all the way throughout, there's, there's even English titles it's, it's, that's the biggest fight to, at that moment in time you know you forget about everything else and that's at that stage that's what matters the most British that's what matters the most that next fight yeah and it, this is the big this is the pinnacle hmm. world title fight in a massive stadium in front of 20,000 people you know you're on to the next level of, of where you want to be in the career the world's your oyster when you win a world title you're the world champion yeah. you're on the elite level you've burst through that bubble mm. and obviously all, I could look around change room and some of the team you know you could see a bit of nerves on their faces we'd, we'd actually gone down on the Monday prior to the fight just to familiar again familiar I can't fucking say it <laughs> but just, to, 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 just to get the feeling and it give me a chance to um, to visualise but it also give them a little bit of feeling like you know Nick Manners who was part of my team and my strength conditioning coach Mark Early give them a little bit of feel so they could get used to yeah. it where tunnel one and where you know change rooms were just so they knew it just, I think we had a little advantage yeah just being able to do that um, and like I say, normally I'm sat there and say for instance at the arena, a typical fight, I'd be, I'd be in change rooms and now we're having a laugh. We're, my dad's cracking mm. jokes, doing so much daft, you know, we're all having a laugh. Um, and then about 45 minutes when my hands start getting wrapped, that's when I, my head goes down a bit and I'm just thinking, I'm, I'm playing scenarios from my head, all sparring, all, you know, last camp, 12 weeks up to that fight this is what it all comes down to now this 36 minutes is, is what it's about I'm not going to stop throwing punches I'm the tiredness tiredness doesn't exist I'm going to feel tiredness I'm going to feel pain mm. I'm going to keep on throwing the punches my arms aren't going to stop throwing until I win that fight if I get you know, I'm just playing yeah, all these yeah, scenarios yeah, yeah. and talking to myself it's an ongoing battle and then once I get up off a, off a, off a chair and I start shadowing and warming up that's it all change room we all go we all go serious and it's, you know I put gloves on you can cut the, the tension with, with a knife, then everyone around's feeling it. You know, my dad gets into a serious mood. Nick will come over, he'll say a little prayer and stuff like that. And I'll, I'll have a little 10 minutes before we're about to walk to the ring. I'll sit there and I'll think to myself, play scenarios in my head since being a young lad. Remember that lad said, you couldn't do it. Yes, this is it. This is it. You could put him on. This is that journey. This is what everyone has ever wanted. So many people out there believing that you're going to do it. And I'm in my head's down. Mm. I'm looking at the floor, but I'm thinking, 
So about when I'm thinking about the build-up, thinking about what I've gone through in camp, thinking about the sacrifice I've made for my life, 18th, 21st birthday inside, believing this is what you come down to, this is what you come down to, this is what you want to do, this is where you want to go, this is it. This fella ain't stopping it, he don't want it as much as you want, he don't want it as bad as you want it, you're going to keep throwing them punches, you're going to win this fight, you're going to stick to this game plan. Yeah. And I'll burst up, bang, bang, gloves together, let's fucking have it! And that's <laughs> yeah. it, I'm walking to the ring, and, and, and that's it go, but this time round, <laughs> Oh, I'm, I'm in chain rooms <laughs> and my dad's putting gloves on me and I'm thinking someone's not right here I'm I'm not getting them my, my ass normal it's a mm. beast normal I put glove on I put my other glove on bang them together once gloves are on they yeah. are coming back off <laughs> even if I need a pace I don't take my gloves off someone takes me for a pace pull my cakes down and I, and I stand there and just pace so once gloves are on they are coming off again because I've got to get them on perfect and yeah. until they're comfortable once they're on I always think of it like these aren't coming off now until until you knock it out uh, until fight's done you know to get out ring this is it I've, life don't continue the next you know the, the next day the next time you eat a Sunday the next time you have a can of coke the next time mm. and do anything like it don't continue I'll take these off yeah and that's until I get out of that ring that's how I look at it but I'm not looking at what's like I'm shadowing about and I think I had a player that has elbow playing one day like this like class singing mm. along to it just like nice and jolly I was like you're nice and relaxed are you I said, yeah I'm feeling good so we're warming up bam 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 eating pads bam bam it's like right, not too much not too much just nice warm gentle warm up yeah I'm singing along still to playlist everyone else is like serious but looking about each other someone's different someone's <laughs> different so BT floor manager comes in and they're strict, to, they're strict to the exact second you know there's been times in past like two minutes Josh and I'm mm. like no I'm not ready to go yet yeah. you need to go now like, yeah. so he comes in right, seven and a half minutes Josh you'll be you'll be going to the ring yeah nobody's so I said right that's it wall up now just get everyone get the stuff together so Fat Cut Man's getting his stuff together Nicky's uh, getting that bucket and that ready together spare towel and everything else my dad's put pads away so I put my robe on and I sit down and I don't let like, me normal sit down. I'm sat there and I'm thinking, but well, I'm gonna I'm gonna really go to town here with me, me thought, but it note came. Mm. Note came to my head. So again, when I'm normally sitting there and thinking, this is what it's all come down to this cell before I'd be thinking, I'd be able to build up so much and, and get up there, I'll be I'll be jumping through the roof by the time yeah. I've finished, but I've just sat there and I'm looking. I'm looking at floor and I'm thinking, empty mind here. <laughs> what's, <Yeah>. what's going on? <laughs> yeah. But again, it just felt destined. This is meant to be a lot. Listen, worked hard for this fight. This is what I just said to I've worked hard for this fight. This is what I've always wanted. I've trained hard. What will be, will be. And then I looked up and everyone stood around me. They're like 20 odd in dressing room, you know, media, my manager, all my training team. And uh, I said a few more things where this is for my family, this is for my girls, you know, God bless me. I'm getting out of one piece. Stood up, let's fucking have it. Walked out, get into tunnel. 20,000, I look out in the tunnel, I'm first to go. Obviously, I'm challenger. I look out, there's 20,000 people, some of my best pals, some people I might have met once, shook hands with, some people I'll never meet again, all stood out there, chanting, singing my name. Kaiser Chiefs. I've been coming out to I Predict a Riot for some time. About to, you know, rock into I Predict a Riot. I've got my boy Odero, Lucas Radaby, behind me, screaming and shouting, yeah. come on, Josh, come on, Josh. Yeah. This is everything I've ever dreamed about. Yeah. But I feel the most relaxed I've ever been in when walking to the ring. You could have put an heart rate monitor on me and it'd have been a resting heart rate. I was so relaxed. 
And my dad leans over to me and he whispers in me, he says, listen, lad, he said, you worked hard to get here, real hard. He said, enjoy this moment, mm. enjoy it. He said, as soon as he gets in the ring though, you switch on, yeah? Mm. yeah? And he gives me a pat on back, he said, I'm proud of you. I said, no, but it's dad. So I'm looking, Kaisi Chief's getting to, to our quick to riot. I'm thinking at right time and go, right time and go. And then it, they get into a certain bit of song, bank gloves together and I start walking. I'm slow envisioned, I don't say no. I don't say no, I'm just, mm. people hanging over by me, they wanted me to just touch your hand, I don't say no, I'm just walking, heads down, walking, walking, I get in ring, I switch, I come round a bit, I walk over to the corp side, I'm looking over, I see odd face on the floor, come on Josh, come on, I give him a little late salute, I see some, I look as far as cop, I can make out little faces, I go over to West stand up same, East stand up same, I look down, see it misses, I smile at her, give her, you know, give her a little kiss and blow her a kiss and, and my dad jumps in. He's like, oh, it's busy tonight. It's busy tonight. Rest of the team, you can see a bit of a, a little bit anxious, but they're trying to keep a cool face as well. Yeah, yeah. And, uh, and that's it then. He does his ring walk. And as soon as I hear his music, it's like, I'm building him up as a, as a monster. I'm building him up. Everyone says, oh, Lee Slab is a humongous featherweight. He's a big featherweight. Once he's uh, got the scales and he's rehydrated, he's big featherweight. Mm. So I'm building him up. Here's this monster. But yeah, fucking hell, this is it. Now this is it. So he finally gets in the ring. I'll play the game then. I'm, I'm stood in the centre. And I've read many, many books about, you know, mm. dominance and ring, stuff yeah. like that. Yeah, so I'm stood in the ring. I've got all my team behind me. I'm stood there proud. Posture's fucking bang on. Normally I'll lean forward. I'm stood there, <laughs> chest's puffed out. You know, I'm, I'm fucking chins, chins like high to the sky. And I'm looking at him, staring at him. He gets in, he has one glance at me and then looks away. I thought, fucking one on me. Yeah, one yeah, on yeah. there. He's turned his back on me. I thought, that's psychology. You know, that's that's yeah. one up on me. He's turned his back first. Well doubt. You know, so I've, I've got I've got a little boost from there. Anyway, gown off, gone over, touch gloves. My dad's put his arm around me. This is it, Joe. We fucking worked hard. Go to work now. First bell. One back to the corner. Everyone's out ring. The crowd, the crowd goes up. Seconds out. I'm there talking to myself. I don't if you watch it back, you might be able to see it, but I'm talking to myself. So saying, this is it now. Fucking how loud have we wanted this? This is it. Here we go. Fucking world title. 36 minutes away. Bang. And off we went. And that was it. And that was it. And after and after <laughs> after the first round, after the first round, I remember going back to corner, thinking to myself, I ain't losing this fight. Mm. I ain't losing this fight because I just didn't think you first round you always gauge what your opponent's like. Obviously, you watch well, my dad watches endless amount of tapes. I watch some kinds of tips so I can picture it in my mind and stuff like that. But you watch bits and you and, and the first round you get an idea. You get an idea what the speed's like reactions mm. you look at you're that close to each other so you you drop a little faint see how they react they might throw a punch and they say how you react but you can you get a gauge of the speed mm. you get a gauge of the power when they hit their arms and gloves so i'm gauging on that the, we've had a little tussle i've picked him up almost thrown him out of the top of the ring i've gone gauge that he's not as strong as me inside physically yeah. and i didn't think he would be to be honest with you i get this stigma attached to me as um a not not a puncher and stuff but most of my knockouts have come to back into my career like now mm. whereas I said to you earlier when I first turned pro I was skinny yeah. I, you know, I, I, yeah. I'm fighting men and I'm not strong enough now I'm reaching my peak years in, in, in the gym with my strength conditioning I mean I'm, I'm, I'm weigh 9 stone 57 kilos I bench you know 100 kilos I deadlift 150 you know in, in terms of, of, of that you know I'm pretty strong as for strong, the for yeah. February <laughs> and I know that this guy's not doing the same as me I've done Worked my bollocks off. I'd worked, I'd beaten all my records in, in some conditioning, me running and everything else. And I knew 
like it wasn't going to be strong there and I'm fucking made, made sure that when we were in a tussle as soon as we were going to get in a tussle I'm going to show him that how strong I am you know because boxing there it can be mm. a bit of wrestling matches mm. to flat so it's not much talking about over top ropes and when I went back I thought there's nothing we can do you know I can't I read everything he's everything that he's going to do he's not strong enough to hurt me he's not one of them punches where he eats me up nose no, yeah. you know he's got me respect sure. I just don't think he had good reactions and I thought I've got to be wary of them but if we stick to game plan it, the, the fight's done and will that, will that win in the first or second in the first round, round in the first yeah. round in the first round I, I thought and then as the fight went on I kept thinking, I'm going to knock him out. I'm going to knock him out. So after five rounds, I was hitting him with shots. He might, you know, if he was here, he might argue the case. But a pretty good reader of how opponents react. And I had against Ceylon, the, the fight previous, I hit him with a shot, a couple of shots, and eventually I did, you know, stop him. But when you hit someone with a shot on the buzzed, I start to go, mm. and it's not just like a, a blink. It's a, it's a couple of blinks quite consecutively. Yeah, he had a cut. So that could have forced uh, um, him to blink, but mm. that'd have been one eye. Mm. Both of his eyes, every time I landed right hand, his, his just body, how he'd throw himself back and stuff. Mm. For, I only didn't land one, him, one yeah. of these, but again, I, I, you know, after seventh or eighth round, I went back to corner. I said to me, Dad, is it, is it, time, to, is it time to step it up? And he said, uh, he said no, just, just keep, keep doing what you're doing. Just nail it. Yes, I said, what about head on chest? What I'm saying there is we'd worked on a game plan of smothering him mm. into the second half of the fight. Get on the head on the chest, work him hard to body mm. and, and and just don't not, not let him breathe. But I didn't have to. I didn't have to because I was just so you had outboxing. Yeah, yeah, yeah I, you listen, I had another gear. I, I, had, I felt like I had another two or three. We, 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 we'd sparred with a lot of heavier guys and mm. I'd worked on getting inside and, and working and then just keeping that close range and in and out like Manny Pacquiao kind of style mm. like in bang, bang, just just out enough and if it were there go with him st stay with him head on him and just keep on working smothercate him work inside because he won't he, he can work inside but he's not the best at it um, but my dad said listen you don't have to revert to that you don't have to do it just keep boxing you're making them look daft and obviously as the rounds went on it's, it's a bit like I I was giving myself a pat on the back even at one stage I, you know the, I gave him like three or four unanswered jabs and his head was pinging back and forth and all throughout build up he'd said oh I'm going to make him look like Noddy his head's going to be bouncing yeah, back, yeah. back and forth and <laughs> it, was me doing, it was me doing that to him do you know what I mean yeah. I mean everyone was getting overwhelmed by by, by back in the fight Mm. Frank Warren got off his uh, chair it, going into ninth and he was like Josh you're free what rounds of being yeah. a world champion and I'm like listen you just fucking listen just to fucking me concentrate you just listen to me mm. you just listen to me you know you've got to be switched on all the way throughout but one interesting thing uh, what many people don't know were going into 12th round gone out I'm, I'm thinking I'm, I've done it I'm world champion but I still know that I've still got three mm. minutes three minutes left to to me, like it's not all until that, that bell rings. So I get off me, get off my stone. I go up to the crowd. Crowd's been fantastic. You know, it's been a, it would have blurred up, up up until like back in the fight, and then I think one round I could hear them singing March on together for all, mm. all, all what it what it for four yeah, three yeah. minutes, and I thought I remember it well. You know, yeah. they've been fantastic tonight. Really got behind me. I've stood up. I've I've waved my hands. I've waved my hands, and I'm thinking it's fucking yeah. going to the last round. I've just outboxed him go to touch his gloves referee brings it together so good gloves I've got Lee respect him because I thought you know what I mean we mm. just had a tussle there so I've touched gloves with him and at the same time he's like 
over in every breath, touched gloves and said, when he saw a rematch, oh, I thought, what? And for 30 seconds, I went on the back foot. I'm dancing about with my hands, you know, trying to stay focused, but I can't help thinking, why has he said that? Is it psychology? Is he yeah, trying yeah. to outdo yeah, me in this last yeah. round? Is he going to look for a big shot, but to, to take me off my game? I don't know. I'm thinking, why has he said we need a rematch? Does he know he's beaten already? Yeah. So I'm a little bit thinking me, just fucking jump on yeah. him and pile it on. He don't want to be. Yeah, he, yeah. he knows mm-hmm. he's beat. But then at the same time thinking, what if he's trying to yeah, exactly. make you walk he's, onto he's, something? Yeah, exactly. or, yeah, so yeah. I'm playing all these scenarios and that lasted for about 45 seconds at, at 12th round. And then eventually I just, you know, went out and just stuck to me to a mm. basic just, one twos and, and straight shots and as soon as Bell were done that were it I mean, arms mm. raised and he touched gloves and it more or less said something again like oh I couldn't see because of my cuts blah 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 oh, but wow. you know that, that was that but um, I remember at that point like in the crowd we were going mental right and then we were quite near a pocket of Welsh fans actually they were in the corner mm. and they were all silent so we were like oh he's definitely done it definitely yeah. done it definitely done it Um, and then you always get that little thought, you're like, ah, boxing, you know, there's a history of sometimes yeah. dodgy decisions and stuff like that. And then they, rate, then they, you know, they call you in and they say, oh, split decision. What, what's going through your head then? Like, um, but before then, you know, is everyone coming up and thanking you? Saying, well, oh, you've yeah, done it. yeah, everyone's jumped in. Um, my dad, as, as a hell of a character, he's quite a strong mind in, mm. in terms of like the big scenarios like he, he he just plays it down it's only a bit of fucking boxing isn't it not to get too serious about it <laughs> and I'm like dad life or death for you this is fucking so, serious now yeah, yeah, yeah. it's not only a bit of boxing you know if if, if like your boys are playing in, in, in grand final I'd be like oh, fucking hell <sighs> big yeah. game he's like why are you getting so hard work so it's only fucking game of rugby he's <laughs> playing it's only a bit of silly football and he's like he's the same again he's like you know it's only a bit of silly boxing so you've got you've got to fucking get worked up like yeah, you were saying before this is it he, he, he always keeps a cool mentality in, in there and even if he's, he would a bit worked up he didn't show it and final mm. bell's gone and everyone's dived in they couldn't let their emotions go some of my pals have dived in at ring you know <laughs> everyone's going nuts at ringside Frank Warren's fucking you yeah. know shaking arms about I look over at Missy she's like almost in tears and she's like looking up proud of you proud of you you know I can see some of my best mates who went to school with their in tears in, you know some hardest lads mm, fuck fucking, that's mad you know they're, they're like fucking my pals done it my pals champion at world number one in world champion at world and my team's like you've done it Josh fucking I was like I've done it Anna I've done it like what, you, what do you mean have you done it you've just fucking boxes enough yeah. you've made up that for 12 rounds I look to my dad my dad goes just calm down a bit so let's just wait until what they say yeah. I don't know what it is so obviously referee pulls on to one side first judge gives it to him I didn't really look too much in the way I just thought what it was just yeah. that's all I could think of what yeah, everyone was you know, used and then the massive boat went up and a little bit thought to myself worse of the weird Joe I ain't lost this fight I ain't lost this fight I ain't lost this fight the second one went to me and then for that I've got it as soon as yeah. the second one got to me I've got this fight yeah. fucking hell one hands down I thought if I were losing I'd have gone for knockout mm. never mm. won you didn't um, know yeah, yeah exactly there was no stage in that fight where I thought I'm losing here mm. no stage in that fight whatsoever but yeah fucking was surprised and obviously 
I mean, it was fairy tale ending, and, and when mm. I said to you earlier about that film, I was getting made. Them boys, I yeah. mean, they they couldn't have had it any better. I spoke to the um, the, the uh, producer Nick Ryle after, and he said, "Listen, as as a getting to know you over three years, he said I've become friend of yourself, family. He said mm. I've I've been on this journey with you. He says uh, as a friend, I have in my mouth. Yeah. But then when I've come off the adrenaline, he says a film director." And then producer, he says, that makes, that makes a great film. Fucking brilliant. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But it, again, it, to everyone else who was, who was stood there watching, obviously, at the time they're thinking, fucking what, split decision. Yeah. But obviously just once, you know, and the news yeah. went up then. Well, I'm a, I'm a playwright, but the way you've told that story there, and like, you couldn't structure that whole story oh, from your start to finish to that yeah. moment. Mm-hmm. It's just like fucking... That's it. That's yeah, why it's so yeah, special, it's, isn't it? Cinderella, Cinderella story. Yeah, yeah. but like a real life one, and it and for, it's, for those who leads. Yeah, for those who've been part of it and 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 have been on that journey. And like I say, there were there were times when there were just handful of people coming with me, and that's why my fans aren't just my fans. I don't consider them just my fans, or mm. I don't consider anyone who's got time to speak to me just you know another person in the street. Anyone who's got time, I'm sure that yourself, Steve. You know yeah. the people make you. The people yeah. make you, I would say that many of the time, the real heroes are, are the fucking, you know, people who are in hospital till they're mm. in the morning, saving lives or mm, yeah, people yeah. risking lives in burning buildings. They're real heroes. We're just fucking sportsmen who do, you know, what we do, what we love to do. And we influence a lot of people yeah. and we can't let, we can't take that for granted. And I certainly don't take for granted where I am in my position. Um, and I've had people come from day one, Right up to then, they've been mm. on a, on on a journey um, for me. So I feel like we we've we've done this together. And I, I say that I don't say that we're like like I say that like mm. with a lot of meaning. You know, it, back in the days when you'd think, you know, I'm, I'm struggling here, or your mates would be saying you're proud of you. Even older lads, you know, I've had like lads forty, fifty year old who've can been on the journey, and then after the fight, there's turning around and saying that's one of the best days of my life. Mm. You know, when lads are saying at my own age, I'm thinking, you don't fucking live though, really. You can't say that. But when lads are, you know, older lads and my mates, granddads and whatnot saying, fucking hell, I brought a tear to my eye that, then that, you know, it's it's special. It is kind of a Cinderella Mm. kind of moment. And and it's funny because I said, like I said earlier, in that fight leading up to it, I said, listen, I fucking care if I get an injury in this fight what ends my career after as long as I win as long as I win that bring that world title home then I'll be an happy man I promised my girls when they were born that I'm going to you know I've missed three months of their life but it'll all be worth it I'm gonna, your dad's going to be a world champion and I'd, I'd, I'd fulfilled that promise but as soon as I got back to change rooms I thought I'm not fucking finished mm. I, I said I said as soon as I walked in who's next who's next and it's just that that in the drive, what I said earlier, it, what's, yeah. what's always been there. You've got, just, and you've got to be on that track. You, you've got to be. And yeah. I, it, people have said to me since the fight, what does it feel like? Does it feel good? I, well, I'm world champion, but we're world titles <laughs> just in the box at Pommel in bed. Yeah. You know, I take it out when when I go to the functions and stuff like that, but I have finished. I don't, I don't want to feel like I'm satisfied. The moment I start feeling like I'm satisfied, like I've accomplished everything, that's when you look fighting belly and mm. that's when you might as well pack it in. Did you know that when you finished that fight, you were going to be like, what's next? Or did part of you think, you know, when you finish that fight, you might feel like, oh, I've done it now. You know what I mean? Like a lot of people hear that story and think, wow, how do you top that? Well, I mean, 
people say, would you go back to Ellen Road again? And, um, um, you know, how do you top that career? Or, you know, that was an amazing night, one of the best nights and what a fight and mm. all these different things. But that's a, just a, it's own chapter now and yeah. that's own chapter's closed. And that's, that's in my time on this earth. That's forever. In, you know, there, in my, yeah. that's in my little memory box there, mm. you know, and I don't think, I, I wouldn't say I want to try a topic or anything like that because I don't, that's just its own special night. Mm. Like the British title wore its own special night. The European title wore its own special night. They've all got their own little memories. You know, British title, I remember just going down that one on Wednesday night, my first big fight live on Sky. Like I say, winning Lord's Lords of Bell. I remember them moments and um, same with European standing on standing at ring chanting I'm we are the champions champions year up to yeah. all fans and I would all sing back to me you know they're, they're, all, they're all little memories and and, yeah. and the last one especially you know Ellen Road world title everything else that's it's own little it's own mm. little memory now and mm. everything what we're going to do after that is again just you know writing your own history you're paving your own way and leaving your own legacy behind and stuff what you look back on your life when you're on your deathbed and say, oh, that's what we've done. Mm. You know, an old fella said, you know, you want to look back on your life and, 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 and be proud of what you've done and say that you've had a go and, and say that you've had a laugh as well. And, uh, and like I say, I never really looked past this, uh, this last fight, but uh, you, you know, since I've, I've come through it, then you set yourself over goals mm. and not like when I'm British, I set myself got a European, wanted European, I set myself got got a world, and now, you know, I've set myself a goal of wanting to go to Vegas and and have the big fights over there. Mm, why yeah. not? Why yeah. not? I've been, I've been doubted for so long. You know, Josh Warren won't win a British. He'd be lucky to get to British level. Done that, you know, accomplished so many things against all the odds. You know, against people saying you ain't got praise, he's not he's not good at boxing, he's not strong enough, he's not done with this, he ain't got boxing brain, and all he's got is this, and he's all he's got is that. Oh, you know, he needs to change his trainer. You know, he's gone against all oh, yeah. the all the negatives and all the all the doubters and all the odds, and we've we've come through at the top, and I feel like I'm reaching my peak years now. And uh, you know, I talk about big fights like say Carframpton and going over like self to states and and and. Um, Santa, Santa Cruz, Santa Cruz Russell and, Jr. And, yeah, yeah, yeah. there's and, huge and, and, fights out there. And listen, I, I believe, I believe I beat any of them. Mm. You know, people may look now and think, ah, oh, you know, you, you've been a bit ambitious there, but they said the same against Selby. Yeah, you yeah. You know what I mean? Mm. No one would give me, no one giving me a round. I'm four to one. I will. Yeah, I, I, mean, I know that well. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> there's a, a few people who got a nice drink out of me, but yeah. I, I only found out about two or three weeks ago. I was I was doing an interview with um, one of Frank's uh, PR men who, who writes up the columns for the for his website, and he was saying, "Hi, oh, Josh, how are you doing?" I said, "Yeah, I'm not I'm not too bad." He said, yeah, "I've not spoke to you since fight." I said, "I know how's things." We were just chatting away. He said, "Hey," he said, "There won't many who give you a chance to say you can say that again." He says, "Oh no, I'm being serious." I said, yeah, no, me too. <laughs> he says, no, no. I said, I don't know about it in a journalist's point of view. I said, why? What, what do you mean? He said, well, we did a poll about you, didn't we? I said, yeah, that, I'm going to say that would have been a little bit dodgy, that one. It was quite close. Um, he said, nah, that wasn't true for it, to be honest with you. What they'd done is they'd done a poll out on, on, on Box Nation and said they yeah. was going to win Josh Warren and all, all they saw being. It went 8-7 to, to Lee. He said, you don't realise uh, the work went into that. I said, why go on? He said, we phoned around 65 of our boxing experts and journalists. 
He said, there were only them seven and we put on that list. I'll give it to you. It's the rest of them had, had said that Selby, most of them said they were going to knock you out. Wow. Wow. And he said, that's how much of an underdog in, in boxing circles you were. Wow, oh, that's interesting to know. Like, so who the fuck yeah. did you ask? What names? Yeah, fucking. But you know, it's, it's, I often thought to myself leading up to that fight, how do you know what's going to happen? I mean, when fans were saying that fucking stuff, like, yeah, yeah just mm. just giggle away at that. But I was thinking, how the fuck do you know what I'm capable of doing? You don't see what goes on, and mm. and they often say, like I said to you earlier, if all right, skill does come into a to a certain level, but when it goes into later rounds, especially, it sometimes it, you see massive underdogs come through with fights. It's, it's how bad they want it, mm. how bad they're willing to fucking go. And and and, and as, as a young lad, I, my mentality changed on that was on how bad you want it. When I remember I was 13, I was sat in a working men's club and I watched this young lad fight and he got out and he did fuck all throughout the fight and he got out and he was in tears and his man was like, oh, you did well, you did well, you should have won that fight. And I thought, no, I shouldn't have won that fight. I did fuck all. Yeah. And I used to think to myself, I got myself in a state of mind of, if you want to win, you've got to throw up punches. Yeah. Just just throw mm. up punches. What What's stopping you to throw them? Make the difference is you one to one, man to man combat. You can make a difference what happens there. Mm. Maybe in team sports, it's a little bit different because you're relying on a few others, but you're there to make a difference in what happens in that oh, fight right there. You, yeah. Just if you want to... Throw a punch. Fucking throw the punch. Don't wait on it. Don't wait on what he does. You'll be in charge of it. And that's what I kind of took that mentality throughout. And and that's what I kept on thinking. They don't know what I'm fucking going to do on this night. Even I, well, I've got an idea, but it's between what goes on in my head and what fucking goes on. Yeah. Lisa, not what everyone else thinks. All these fucking armchair experts, you know, yeah, all yeah, these uh, journalists that were writing. They don't know, they don't know what's exactly. going on in your head. Exactly. To so, no, I, I had massive, massive belief. Yeah. We're going to go out and do it. And, do you want to, we talked a little bit about the film there, we did before, um, but it's, I think it's a great way to to wrap it up really. I mean, it's a next level shit that in it where you've got, you know, I mean, you can explain it, but Universal mm-hmm. coming in and, and we mentioned the script there for what you've created. They've mm. given you the physical script. Yeah. Um, and the reason for why to go and create this awesome motion picture yeah, and then you've 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 had it like so. Just for listeners, I guess to 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 describe that a little bit about what happened and, and how it came about. Yeah, um, um, producer Nick Ryle um, worked a little. He's he's worked on um, being AP. That was his uh, his last big feature film. Um, had a bit of success with that, and he wanted to do a boxing film. Um, obviously, boxing booming. Uh, I mean, has been for about five six years now you know um he approached Baddy Earn asking to do uh, a documentary boxing documentary slash film on Chris Eubank Chris Eubank Jr Baddy Earn advised him for a few different reasons not to, to not to do that and he said that there's a bit of a big phenomenon happening up in Leeds um, and, and in terms of uh, a young lad in his journey, his fan base, and what he wants to, where he wants to go, he said it's happening very quickly. He said I'd go jump on that. So he approached us, like I say, about three years ago, and he, he told us what he wanted to do to follow our journey. Um, at the time, I was European champion. Um, I'd beaten some fringe world level um, opponents, and 
there was really starting to build up the Lee Selby fight. Um, and I think th- Nick knew that it, that fight was going to be in the next two to three fights. Um, so he had a script on on where the film were going to go. And he, would have, he were planning on around six to 12 months of filming. I think I, f- I found a, uh, the contract actually over day and uh, it, were, it were meant to be 35 days of, mm. of, of filming. And, uh, and obviously... In the, in, Had a zero. And obviously boxing, it never always goes to, to plan. And mm. like I said, over the last two years of, of leading up to this fight, it's, it's not been... Uh, it's not been the way it should have done. So they started filming and, and then the Selby fight didn't happen, but they'd already committed quite a bit of time, footage, money to film. So they carried on going just to see where it'd go. Um, and then it went back onto the script because the Selby fight was back on and it were going to be what they were after all along. Update that. But what they got, is a lot of depth in with that extra bit of footage. They've, they've mm. got depth of what goes on in a boxer's life. And the other stuff that people don't really see or don't really understand, the, you know, the promoter side to it, how yeah. that has an effect, um, how people around you, like I said earlier, my dad's my, my trainer, my, my missus is my nutritionist, you know, how, how it affects them. You know, mm. birth of my kids, prior to a big fight, and how, it, how that affects, because, you know, I'm not missing them for just one game, and it's for three months I yeah. miss them because I'm, I'm just switched away for, for fight camp and um, it's, it tells a hell of a story you know five I think there's five fights in there um, hospital visits uh, build ups you know downsides good sides mm-hmm. and, and it finishes off with, uh, with with the big world title fight so wow. um, you know it's it's <laughs> Yeah, it's, it's great. Right, it? I bet they big. were laughing their heads off. Yeah. Like, it, it's funny, it, yeah. it's funny actually, because I remember that scene. So, um, uh, Greg and Jacob were two of the directors, very, very talented fellas. And, uh, I mean, for them, unbelievable to see that way. But obviously, to get them t- to mm. know them, got got to know them over, over the last couple of years, it's been, it's been quite good. And, uh, I mean, they were, were you know, popping champagne in change rooms after. <laughs> But they're like, uh, Josh, you man, are. you've done it, you've done it, bro. Oh, well done, bro. And I turned around and said, Hey, you two, you fuckers. I said, Did you, if, if shit a bit the fan today, did you have a, an alternative? A bottle of whiskey. They're, they're like, yeah. no, no, I said, I said did, did you have an alternative if, if, if the fight didn't go the way it was supposed to? They went, Oh, yeah, yeah, we had a, we had an alternative how the fight, uh, the film would have ended. I said, Why, what, what it? Oh, wait, there's no point saying it now. There's no point saying it now. But then uh, they come round and they did a bit of filming, just a bit of like an aftermath of like, you know, uh, me and my old fella just reflecting on, on the night and whatnot. And um, I said, hey, you're going to tell me about that bit of extra footage you want? I went, no, we didn't have no idea. And we said, we don't know what we'd have done. We'd, there was you no know, other option, mate. You're no, on the fallout you said, you, you had to win. But yeah. we believed you. You said you were going to do it. We believed everything that you said. Obviously, we've done a lot of interviews with you and, uh, you know, we, we believed you were going to do it. And... Um, you did it, man. So you don't have to worry about it. You did yeah. it. <laughs> so they were happy about that. But yeah, it's wow. um, it's uh, cinemas um, October time. Oh, um, so it's it's, it's, it's going to be not it's long gonna, then, yeah, is it? Not long yeah. whatsoever. Looking to have a premiere back end of October and then uh, released either back end of October or early November. Oh, let us know, man. Yeah, no, definitely. Fucking, Most definitely. Yeah. Try a wangle a mentality ticket. That's class. So, yeah, that's on air now as well. So. Yeah, yeah. 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 Well, that's awesome, mate. Nah. I, I fucking really enjoyed that. It's inspired me fucking shit ton. Um, 
that story and, and I guess the, the space after it has allowed you to properly reflect on it. Yeah. All of the all of the um ingredients that went into it and yeah. how special it was. Mate, yeah. Thanks for uh no worries, thanks, thanks for, for coming in. You know, tell, what we'll say out there to, to listen, obviously I know that you know mentality you work a lot of mindset. Um got problems. There's just a few things here. If you've got problems, speak about them. Yeah. That's one thing I will say. The um there's been times for me after fights where I say when I've when I've been so down, speak. Yeah. Talk mm. to them. people won't listen, man. People will be there for you as, as much as you don't think they are, they are there. Speak up, speak to your friends, speak to your work colleagues, just speak to as many people as you can and, mm. and, and just let them take in. You you for one, you won't realise how much relief you'll get from just speaking and, and, and two, you know, they'll help you get back to to a mental state. Uh, in a good state as well if you're yeah. in a bad time they'll get you back online secondly if you want to make a difference to, to your life it's your life do it yeah. don't say it just do it no stopping you really no stopping if you want to make a difference just do it if you're not happy in the job change your job if you yeah. don't think you're earning enough money then find a way of making more money yeah. get another job you know you've got plenty of time to sleep when you're dead so yeah, make the difference it's up to you and we're all dealt the same hand Someone has a, maybe a little bit a bit more support around them, but it's up to you to make the difference. There's only you can do so. Yeah, yeah. I was going to say, one of the questions I was going to ask you is, what advice would you give yourself at 18, like at the start of your journey? Mm. Um, you've touched on a few things there, but is there anything, if you could go back and speak to 18-year-old Josh Warrington, is there anything you'd say to him? Um, yeah. Don't dwell too much on um, missed opportunities and take them opportunities there's many times when I've just uh, just things like in, invites to somewhere silly little things um, and I've I've, I've, I've either not gone for whatever reason and uh, and you know for a, for, a, for a while maybe at the time I would have you know young lad I would have shy lad mm. especially when you're 18 and maybe I shouldn't go because I'm cared about what people think or whatever mm. and and Whereas the older you get, you become a bit wiser, don't you? Mm. And you realise you shouldn't give a fuck about what people think. Just just do it for your own self. Because at the end of the day, people come and go in your life. And, you know, the world knows that might really stay by you. And, and they're not bothered about, you know, what, what, what things. So, and, and I'm, mentally, I'm sometimes driving myself nuts in camp. I, I sometimes think of what if, what, what could have, what I could have done. And, if I missed an event or missed a, going to see my pals or that my pals having a get together and I've missed it just because I can't be asked, then I think fucking hell. And I play a scenario in my head of what what how good it at night it'd have been, or mm. I might have met that one person or string or strings along to someone else. Or, you know what I mean? There's, yeah. there's always a yeah, connection yeah. somewhere. So yeah, no. But prior to that, I'd always I was I'd always taken advice in since being a young lad. When I was a young lad in um, every that ring, a working men's club, there'd be people sat there and they'd just go, hey up lad, here, come here. So I'd walk past, you know, young 11, 12 years, I'd win my trophy. Hey, keep doing what you're doing. You're doing all right. And I used to say, oh, thanks mate. No, listen, keep doing what you're doing. If I could have my time again, I'd be doing what you're doing. And I'd think, all right. Mm. But then I'd hear that again yeah. and again and you again. Understand like, it, uh... Keep hearing this a lot why do they keep saying that? Obviously, they've been young before. They've had opportunities. 
they've been, they've gone, or they've pissed them up wall. A lot of times they'd say, eh, lost it to this, or they'd be pointing to the misses, I lost yeah. it to where, you know yeah. what I mean? They, yeah. they, 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 they pissed up wall. So, like I say, when I got to like 16, I'd heard all that. And, and and some of my pals, you, you see yourself. Shame, yeah. Some of my pals could have been talented footballers. They had the you know they mm. had the talent. They mm. just needed that next step. But by the time sixteen, birds start you know becoming like a bit more yeah. accessible. You know they start drinking, smoking, and and, and don't get me wrong. All my, all my pals were from my state, so I used to hang around them. The only difference was that no one had offered me a go on spliff or a go on sig. Because they know that I won't mm, bother for one. Not enough boxing. Times. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Oh, you're not drinking tonight, Josh, are you? No, you're not chipping into this crate like, for a yeah. night. No, yeah. no. You're not, you're not getting bus, are you, Josh? No, I'm running home. I'm I'm, I'm going out and my local said I'll still chill with us, but I'm not doing that. Yeah. I didn't want to, I didn't, I never felt like I was peer pressure to do it. Even when, oh, go on, go on, just go on, just have one. No. Yeah. I was strong enough at that time to say no because I, like I said, I'd said to you earlier, Telling me story, I wanted to to be something, to make something of myself, and and mm. enough people around me had, had said you could do so. So yeah, that was it. That's yeah. um, when you're talking about, and this is funny. Dom's got this quote up now. He's like a little maestro on a laptop, but um, it's one that I seen a bit ago, and uh, it's a Winston Churchill one. When you're 20, you care what everyone thinks. When you're 40, you stop caring what everyone thinks. When you're 60, you realise no one is ever thinking about you in the first place. <laughs> you have enemies, good. That means you're still up for something sometime in your life. Yeah, it's class, class isn't it? Yeah, and and all brilliant. those people that have come up to you, I guess, yeah. with that hindsight going, fuck, I could have done that. But you just keep on with it. You just keep on with it. Yeah. They've fucking, they've had that hindsight. And, yeah. and I guess you've done enough to listen to it. Mm. Yeah. And you've had enough about you to say no when people offering you a fag or people offering you a drink or yeah. everyone's getting, you know, smashed at weekend. And it's like you, you've had the the nouse, I guess, to use your foresight, yeah. even at a young age. Definitely. I mean, I, I think, I don't know, it's maybe a different kind of mindset as a young kid, but um, I, like I said to you earlier, I think that driven kind of mindset was all, was in there, mm. that different, that driven mind, but listen you can learn off whatever you know you've always got time to to i've always got time to speak to people and i think that's what i was always done as a young kid i was always speaking to my elders and listening to what they had to say because end of the day with, with, with age comes wisdom mm. and experience they've yeah. been there in your shoes and they've made mistakes and learned but look back and it's only when you get older that you actually realize oh yeah that what they used to say you know when they were younger it's exactly the same yeah. you, you do learn and, and some people need to experience it before they do learn but i used to like listen to give me an heads up mm. do you know what i mean as, as a bit of a step up um you learn off anybody you and know what i mean it, it's, it never stops right it's never too late there could be people double your age today listening to this podcast yeah and this might be the trigger that they think okay now listen maybe i'm gonna go and quit my job and do this and yeah you know what I mean? It, Definitely. It, it isn't ever too late. Definitely. There's never um, too late. What the fellow who um, started KFC when he's 67 or something like that, wasn't it? <laughs> you didn't even know that, really? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It's, it's like, um, you get it up on Google there. But, yeah. There's never time to... You're all typing to, out there. No, there's never time to... It's never too late. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Never too late. It's, it's only a short life, isn't it? Yeah. Really. And uh, you don't want to be looking back in your life thinking... I wish you've got to have a crack, haven't yeah, you? Of course you do. Of course you do, and uh, you know you you can be inspired off anybody and everybody. Mm. People have been homeless, have gone on to 
being you know, so make successful companies yeah, and, and yeah. become CEOs. And I can't really quote because you know, like I I can't really remember too many, but I've read so many. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, mm. yeah, yeah. So, it's, um, so have you have you like consciously had um, with this stage where you've consciously gone to read books, you've consciously tried to take in more information, whether it's outside of boxing, whether it's autobiographies, you know, is this something what... Yeah, definitely. Is this something yeah. what like to turn people's head where it says like Josh Warrington's looked at this um, for for what's helped him, you know, along the way? Is there anything that you can think of what you've read? You talked about what, a lot of bad like uh, psychology stuff. Yeah. Mm. I studied psychology as a, as a, as a, as a kid. In the A level or was yeah, it? A yeah, level, yeah. Nice. Yeah. Um, not, not so much. I needed like uh, half a year and then I was like, say if that job is a dental technician, I wouldn't come up. I wore in sixth form and I said earlier, I wanted to make some of myself. I wanted to be proud of myself. I wanted to make my, my dad proud and everything else. So I, we're going to go to university and I, I started off studying sports and psychology and mm. um, I started uh, really well, you know, A stars and all my first assignments and stuff like that. But then I just, I just, just dropped out and maybe fell out of love with it. But mm. um, I, I had an interest in psychology a bit there. Um, and I, I don't know, I just, I've always been fascinated with, with documentaries and looking behind their lives, seeing what goes on with people's yeah. lives and what makes them tick. Um, and as I've got older, I've got more into books. I've, you know, read quite a few, you know, just to see where they've been. Cause like I say, no one's born a world champion. Mm. Okay. What you say when people say, oh, he's, you know, he's that guy's gifted. He's been born with it. You know, they've still got to no. work. Mm. And, you know, yeah. that, that, you know, Cristiano is just born with it. Well, he's not just born mm. with it. He's, you know, he's not born in a real Madrid kit or yeah. 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 There's a thousand people who people said that about it didn't make it. Yeah, It's just excuses, but, um, it, it's not, there's a lot of hours and, and hard graft and, 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 sacrifice what you've got to make and you know not just in sport but in business and uh, one book that i really really always turn to since i've read it and over the uh, last few years i've i fucking love it i think it's brilliant it's winners by uh, alistair campbell um right. i've got it i've read a book i've got it on my ipad yeah um and it's a brilliant book it's so many different business people and um sports people and you know some of those in in the ice level of sport and business and what they've what they've done and how they've got there and the, the, the journey it's uh, it's a fantastic book mm, um, yeah. it's, all, it's, it's going around all the different people it's talk, talking about different people there yeah, yeah it's just it's, it's, it's been on their journey and, and their vision and their mindset and um, there's you know so many great quotes and it's like you know talk about how they've come through the setbacks and you know there's, there's like bits about like Floyd Mayweather and then there's a good bit on in there about him um, and then you've got like Richard Branson which I've read Richard, a couple of Richard Branson's books like yeah. he, he's drive is one crazy guy who just who never said just that, dead he, he, never, he never he never took no um, you know it's an extreme mind like um, what's the cyclist called uh, um, Bradley Wiggins no or... no no they won um not Lance Armstrong. Lance he? Armstrong, yeah, 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 he's yeah. like an extreme mind because he, you know, he interviewed uh, Lance Armstrong, and Lance Armstrong talks about, um, you know, winning and losing is like yeah, life, yeah. life and death. You know, when yeah. I when I had cancer, I didn't want to die, and when I race, I don't want to, I don't want to lose, and that's how he, you know, obviously got that's he's willing to go to the extremes of doping to it's a good yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> but that, yeah. that is how 
Know, kind of mindset, but yeah. it's a brilliant book, and there's there's so many good little stories in it of of, of people who's interviewed and and the you know some of them was come from like trials and tribulations. There's one little bit about the visualization. Mm. It talks about um, playing in the um, the World Eleven um, soccer age game, one of the first ones, and yeah. Ramsey plays in it, and uh, he's playing in it himself, and there's bloody Maradona playing in it. So he he says. Um, he can't sleep that day, right? He's excited. He's going to be playing with all these massive names and whatnot. <laughs> and uh, he's gone for a walk and um, he sees Maradona's agent in the hotel. Um, uh, he's chatting away and he's asking what Maradona's, Maradona's up to. And he said, oh, he can't sleep either. In fact, he's going to go up to Old Trafford in uh, about 20 minutes time to have a look about and kick a few balls about if he can. So his agent says to him, do you fancy coming? So at least, yeah. Yeah, with the fancy coming, it's like you're asking a you're asking a teenage boy if he wants to spend yeah, the night with uh, yeah. Jessica, <laughs> Jessica Alba. So yeah. they, they, they go up to um, Netflix is shit, man. Yeah. <laughs> they go they go up to Old Trafford and um, and and you know after a bit of arguing, they let Maradona and and Alice Campbell on the pitch, roll a few footballs on, and uh, passes one over at Maradona, flicks it up, just starts doing a bit a few kick ups, whacks it to all, towards goal, scores. Runs off, celebrating, does it again. A few kick-ups, bang, scores another open goal, like, you know mm, what I mean? Mm. Then he sets him some few challenges, crossbar, you know, it, it, miss, it, 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 sets him another, <laughs> sets himself another challenge, corner, crossbar, miss, hit, miss, hit, hit, hit. Then he's, he's running off, fans are building around and the people are watching and he's running off, he's celebrating, he's going around, he's doing little moments. So he asks his agent what what is he doing so Maradona comes over he translates he says you've got to visualise you've got to see yourself winning you've got to see yeah. yourself scoring and stuff like that yeah. I thought that, that was massive because mm. uh, you know it's just another big name who works on the on the on the focus mm. there's so many great little stories like that in it um, he's big on mental health Alistair Campbell as well yeah, I've yeah. seen him Suff- talk with Rob himself, Carlyle yeah, and he talks yeah, a lot about his yeah. own psychosis and stuff he, he's, mm. he's suffered him he's suffered, he's suffered himself um, yeah. so he's had a few breakdowns so he, he, yeah he talks about that but so many great little stories like that one like Jordan my, uh, my yeah. Michael Jordan you know same when he would got in, inducted to all the fame he talked he talked so much about um, like his roommate who got played at year ahead of him because it gave him a drive not because he didn't like him like he just gave him a drive he wanted mm. he wanted to get picked or when he played for his uh, university basketball team he didn't get picked for squad and he, he wanted to prove to that coach you made a you made a bad mistake there do you know what I mean it's just little, little stories like that and I, I love to wish little uh, things shit like, that. like that yeah mm. yeah yeah Class. So that's one. What's one stand out for me? Yeah. Just uh, just quickly before we kind of wrap up, thinking of the next chapter in the Josh Warrington mm-hmm. story, it is looking like Carl Frampton end of the year. Mm-hmm. Um, what thoughts have you got leading up at, at this point to that fight? Like, um, have you spoken to? Have you have you met? You yeah, met Carl. Yeah, 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 and Carl, you've been yeah. at his fights. Yeah, and yeah. There seems to be quite a lot of respect between the two. Yeah, there's a lot of respect. I've said to Carl. Um, I said to Carl, you know, you're next or, <laughs> well, it's funny. Uh, I've, I've, I've been a fan of Carl, you know, I've enjoyed watching him, yeah. especially when we were at Sub Bantam. I went over to watch him and uh quick fight. I, I ringside yeah. for that. And I would, 
oh no, actually, I was actually supporting Carl that night. Not that I really wanted anyone to win, but I thought, you know, if anyone wins, Carl, I liked his mentality. You know, he's a bit of a family man. He speaks well. Yeah, um, nice guy. You know, he's, he's entertaining to watch and, and, and I've, you know, watched a, quite a few of his fights. It's funny, actually, when I've boxed in uh, on my third fight on that one when I had a little bit of TV, um, I boxed on that show. Carl boxed on it. Tyson Fury boxed on it. Wow. And uh, Tyrone Nurse boxed on it. And Gary Sykes head- headlined Some it. Bill, that. Some yeah. Bill, yeah. What a card. Yeah, yeah what a card, yeah. yeah. Uh, so we went on to big things from there. Like, yeah. But, um, but yeah, earlier this year, we had a press conference and it was about four weeks before um, before my Selby fight. And it was down in London. And my old fella said, listen, Frank's been on phone. He wants you to go down to London. I said, fuck that. I said, dad, it's fucking four weeks before. I'm not going to Just go down and do it. I'm not doing it. No, you need to go down. You need to do it. Oh, fuck's sake. I ended up going down anyway. It was, they were launching the, the model for the, the pay-per-view uh, for BT. And I'd, I'd seen Carl. He just got from his, um, he just won his fight with uh, Nanita Denaire. Um So I was passing him, passing him back. And I, I was actually speaking to a, to a reporter and I stopped the interview and I just walked out. I said, Carl, how are you doing? Shook his hand and I said, hey, listen. I said, uh, I said, well done. You boxed, you boxed really well uh, all week. He says, impressed. He said, oh yeah, nice one. You're looking forward to your fight. I said, yeah, yeah. I said, hey, listen, I'm going to chin him. So after me, you can have a bit of a doing that <laughs> and uh, get a pint and that. He said, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I said, no, Carl, listen, I'm telling you, I'm going to chin him. Yeah. I'm going to wait him and then I'm coming for you then. I said, Windsor Park or Ellen Road or whatever. I said, we're going to get a fight sorted. Oh yeah, nobody's just blah, blah, blah. And I thought, little bastard. He probably thinks I'm joking. don't even fucking know it yet, does he? I don't know. He knows it now. He was there on night and he probably thought, just like everyone else, that Selby were going to beat me, but it's one of them, innit? I never thought like I'd ever, even on last fight, I don't think I'd show what I'm capable of I've always gone on foot fights and always just done enough. Yeah. Maybe that's because um, when I'm fighting, it's always that in the back of my mind of the next fight. Mm. You know, like you win so the next, you win this fight. What else is this coming? Yeah, 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 exactly. Yeah. So uh, you know, it's little things like don't commit fully to a punch. Just pull off it a little bit in case of what that's what's coming back. So you're not putting as much power on it. Whereas last fight, I just fucking let everything go because mm. they were not had not to lose. Mm. Do you know what I mean? It's so, and I feel like that as my career has gone from now, that's how it will be. But prior to that, it was always like, well, you've got to win this fight because potentially Selby fight yeah. next. Or, and then mm. that went on for about four or five fights. And, yeah. and prior to that, it was like, you've got to win this next fight because you might fight for British title next. So you're thinking, you know, I don't want to really show everything. Or I don't really want to commit to this because I might get cut or so you just do enough to win mm. whereas now it's like this is where stage I've reached now I've reached that top level I'm world level now this is where we can yeah. show everything so we're going to see the best yeah. in Josh Warrington I think so mate yeah amazing so. yeah awesome Boom, I think. I'm I'm stalling for long. I, I messaged him saying an hour, but I don't know how long we've done here. I said to Mrs. I'll be on an hour. You'll get kids to bed now. <laughs> yeah. I won't be able to. <laughs> Should be waiting up yeah, for you, mate. Yeah, sure, that'll right. class that. Yeah, is, he, um, do, is there any, I think you tweeted, didn't you? Is there any questions that were just quick fire questions? Oh, I've got a quick one, actually. Wilder Fury. Who are you, who are you thinking? Um, <sighs> do you know what? Fury from three years ago I'd have said uh, Fury but it's been a long time out and the two fights the first one in Manchester won't so much to look at and the second one 
you know, we carried that guy and then he forget the rounds mm. under his belt. I think Warren's a bit smart, like, right? You think I'm going to get him now rather yeah, than a bit back more in the next year with yeah. a few. Maybe, but, maybe even Tyson knows himself he's a bit of a looks cannon and mm. he doesn't know where he's going to be himself in 12 rounds. Um, well, that said, it can be awkward, can't he? So yeah, yeah. we'll see. I'd like, I'd love Fiat to win. I'd love Fiat to win, you know, but um, at this moment in time, Wilder Edge is it. And then Wilder Joshua, if that happens. Uh, AJ. Yeah. Yeah, AJ probably went a bit cleaner boxing. Mm. And uh, he can, I mean, they're no bang everywhere, though, though, but Wilder's a bit. A bit wild. Just well, a bit wild, yeah. yeah. He's, he's a bit wild and AJ of clinical jab, break him up. A bit like he did against Parker, where he mm. kind of boxed and he showed his brain a bit. Yeah, and, yeah, yeah, yeah. There's a lot. So there's loads of questions about Frampton there, but there's one which is a funny one. It's well, it's a bit turning stuff on its head, but it said Josh David Thompson D Tom's thirteen. Josh, how about a fight at Headingley with the atmosphere we get for home games? Would this be buzzing too? Well, that's, that's not a bad call, is it? Yeah. Yeah, it won't be a bad call to be honest with you. It won't be a bad call. In fact, a few new years, stadium. a few years yeah, ago, new when uh, when when the the big fight at um, uh, Ellen Road wasn't going to happen the first time because um, for whatever date they couldn't make or whatever, um, they did say, you know, Edingley. Yeah. And I'm well up for that light. So, be you know, if it won't be to, to do to do, yeah, exactly, no stadium yeah. as well. Go all all corporate them. boxes, yeah. yeah. Maybe so it's it's like, definitely getting the mentality box. <laughs> that, a mentality yeah. box. So we've got the tick here, we've got the mentality yeah. box now as well. Yeah. I um I think to round to round it off, um, is there one one massive lesson that you've learned and it's and you can look back now and, and see it to be something that's really built you up to, to oh, yeah, I mean, yeah, plenty of them. Yeah, plenty of them. Um I mean that that two brand one yeah, away for me. Air away at me for a long time. That's yeah. go that's go away. To, and really switch off turn my phone off a lot yeah. and that's a, that's a good thing to to really recharge yourself turn your phone off for a week yeah turn your good phone call. off for a week and just answer your phone to the, the phone calls where you need to go get yourself off social media for a week and see how much of a difference that really makes to you mm. because we dominated these days in it this day and age yeah. you know you look at people who are on it and they don't just go about don't even phase them no don't no but them. you know we live in a world now everyone's obsessed with what people's putting comments likes yeah, you know, especially in the younger generation, I see it a lot. Me, my younger stepsister's like that. You know, he's obsessed with, with likes and whatnot. Just stay away from it. It's yeah, not honestly. Real, it's, yeah. it's not real. People live. It's funny. I'm. I'm there's a lot of people who are who are inspiring these days, and I, I'm all for that. You know, positive, positivity, and and. Uh, but I see some stuff what gets out put out there, and it's like it's the wrong. St- kind of message that you're putting across and I, I see someone might put a, um, the new rolly up or a, a new a new car they've got or, yeah. or you know yeah. a new pair of fucking Gucci trainers and it's like people comments underneath inspiration bro yeah, they're not showing yeah, yeah. how they've got there yeah, or they're, yeah. not, they're not showing the real true true you know journey so the, that person might have actually had their own setbacks but the people who have seen them pictures don't see that. So when they set out to get that and that they make that the goal, then they come up against the obstacle and it's like, fuck, I failed. Yeah. Failing at first, they're not learning from it. And it's, it's I don't know, I'm, it's quite scary because it's a different kind of mindset. Maybe they will come through it, but yeah, 
that 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 uh, seems to. It, I think it's different. We always mention this, don't we? But it's different now with them growing up with it, the social media. It's like it's a different, it's a different form growing up, and and for what's real, for what to, is, to all the values. People, you know, people live a, a fucking fickle life on there, and mm. you know, I know people are like say blowing whatever the, the wages on fancy clobber and whatnot, but still live at home. Yeah, you know, it's just yeah. Get, get off the fucking mm. social media for a week. Even if you're young, get off and just go live life so it actually is. Yeah. And, and, and you enjoy yourself and and just, you know, you feel so much better when you go back on and you realise that sometimes you become obsessed with your phone. Yeah. Or you mm. do, you, we all do it. I do it from time to time and I have to content myself off for a few days. You know, sometimes I won't go on Twitter or Instagram or thing and it's like, you know, I'm not... A, as consistent as, as some other folk up there, but I'm, you know, for mentally, it's you need to, off, it? you yeah. need to, it's, it's fucking good for you, man. It's, yeah. it's not good to be, it's, be concerned about what fucking everyone's up to. <laughs> yeah. I don't, I don't, blah, blah, blah. I don't know if people are compatible with that all the time, knowing what everyone's doing all the time, even if you care about them hundred percent, if you care about them 20%, it's just like the, this new thing that's come in, stories are on. It's like all day, you'll know with Instagram, you can just watch stories all day. You can mm. update them every 10 minutes. Yeah. It's like, you don't need to know that. You, you, yeah. This stuff that you can be doing and creating yeah. without like, just, without like distracting yourself. How much do mm. you waste on there, man? Like, it's yeah. good for some so, things. So Pick and sad. choose yeah. it, but yeah. you waste so much time on those yeah. things. Oh man, I mean, on the morning you fucking, I don't know, you have your, your cup of coffee, go to the toilet for a shit and you sit on <laughs> yeah. there for half an hour watching a <laughs> lot yeah. of garbage. You, you know, really and truthfully, you could have got through a book that yeah. might help you know, might help you yeah. or I don't know it sounds like people are like oh, you fucking boring bastard but really and truthfully better yourself as a person invest in yourself yeah, yeah. invest it's, in it's, yourself especially if you're like going for a rut and you don't mm. if you're not happy with what you're doing mm. then That's change it up you out of it. it starts you know, with putting just look, that down just look it? At, yeah exactly looking at other people's lives isn't going to make it better but investing in yourself making yourself a better person you know, it's it's going it's going to add. Got to look at how you're living, aren't you? If, exactly. And, and evaluate changes. yourself. Evaluate yourself. That's what we keep trying to yeah. push mm-hmm. out there and and be conscious of what you're doing. And uh, sounds like you're a big believer, mate. And honestly, massively, it's been amazing. Yeah. Talk and listen as well. Mm, Certainly yeah. listen. Listen yeah. to other people. Listen to what they have to say. Listen and don't judge as well. Don't judge. Good call. Yeah. Good call. Cheers, Josh. No worries. Legend. Thanks, Thanks for having me. Thanks for having me.